0: And welcome to Catching Up on Cinema. Uh, if you aren't familiar with the program, Catching Up on Cinema is a film analysis podcast wherein we introduce each other to films, expand our cinematic horizons, and in essence, catch up on our cinema. So it is the month of April 2022 and we are in the midst of our event month, The Awful Odds. Uh, essentially what we've been doing from week to week is uh, taking a look at some of the most rancid, awful shit to come out of the 2000s. Uh, and there are a whole lot of awful-ass movies that came out during this decade. So we've been trying our best to zero in on movies that kind of represent the trends of the day. So we kick things off with a review of Book of Shadows, Colin, Blair Witch 2, uh, which represented the uh, high-gloss, high-concept horror trend of the 2000s. Uh, and then we followed that up with a review of Torque, also known as the forgotten Fast and Furious wannabe film, uh, a tremendous accomplishment in the, in the field of action cinema, if you ask me. Uh, Didn't end up being as awful as I expected it to be. Uh, But this week, uh, we are joined by Kyle's brother, Nick, uh, to do a review of James Wong's Dragon Ball Evolution from 2009, which I guess represents a failed attempt at starting a trend of live-action anime adaptations in the US. Um, But this thing failed so fucking miserably that uh, we wouldn't really get an official version of that trend until pretty much right here and now but uh nick how's it going
1: it is going good per tradition i'm back for another trash review
0: hey man yeah. last time you're yeah, on you true. reviewed conan that was a good that was a good ass movie i feel like that's one and i feel
1: like all the other ones i've done no we did we did the blob i remember that one He did do Mortal Kombat
2: Annihilation and the fourth Indiana Jones movie. So he's not wrong. He's been on some stinkers. And by the way, we're doing movies that I've double checked on bad movie podcasts that
0: I listen to. They haven't even touched, which is not surprising. Wow, wow, we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. But yeah, now, now that Kyle points it out, uh, Nick's ratio is is not spectacular <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> when like, it comes to the good versus the bad. <laughs> I'm like the
1: Liam Neeson of garbage movies. I have a particular set of skills for these, <laughs> this kind of filth. I really do.
0: And I'm sure you're very good at punching people in the throat as well. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, there is a reason, uh, in addition to just wanting to share his company, but um, there is a reason uh, why Nick is being included on this episode. And a lot of that comes down to the fact that uh, this is, of course, a live action adaptation of Akira Toriyama's Dragon Ball, um, oh. which is a franchise, a gigantic monster of a franchise that conti- it persists to this very day, Nick. Um, yeah. However, it's, For, yeah. it's a franchise that your brother Kyle, who is my regular co-host, has basically no attachment to. He doesn't know, um, anything. However, that is not the case with you. Am I correct on that?
1: That's correct-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I remember uh, the first time I watched it. It was like f- fourth or fifth grade, and my buddy he had it on, and I was like, "What is this show?" He goes, "It's Dragon Ball Z." It's Dragon Ball Z, and I was like, "Well, this is weird. I've never seen anything like this before. Not the cartoons that we were used to," and uh, instantly fell in love. Well, fell in love. I enjoyed it, and uh, I played the crap out of the video games. So even if I didn't see it in the show, the video games, I mean, they just they follow the show beat by beat. So I've i played Dragon Ball Z Budokai, one, two, three. I played the Xenoverse. I have played some of the new ones. Uh, I've owned a couple of the seasons, so I, I know I know Dragon Ball Z fairly well.
0: OK, that's a pretty impressive resume you got there, Nick. Um, but follow-up question, um, as I said, this franchise persists to this very day. In fact, I believe there's a, a an, an additional TV series in the works right now, um, as well as another feature, which they've been kind of consi- semi-consistently been putting out uh, in Japan. Uh, Toei Studios has been. They've put mm-hmm. out about three movies within the past decade or so, um, and I, I believe a fourth is currently in production. But oh, wow. um, are you a current day fan? Like, have you kept up with the series, or is your is your familiarity largely relegated to just the the Z era of the franchise?
1: I know some of Dragon Ball. I watched some of Dragon Ball GT, and I was I, I couldn't stand it. I was like, this is terrible. Uh, I don't know why it rubbed me the wrong way. It just didn't feel as light and funny and lovable. It was just like just much darker. Uh, oh, gosh, I forgot to admit, I do play a Dragon Ball phone game as well. That's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Legends. Uh, right. But the newer stuff? No. The only reason I know some of the newer stuff is because of the games, essentially.
0: Okay, so super is not, is not something no. that you've dipped your toes into. Uh, same, no. same with me as well um but Dragon Ball Legends you said is the name of the cell phone game we're looking for spo- <laughs> we're fishing for sponsorships nick so <laughs> if you want to give hey. a shout out <laughs> i mean they're live and kicking
1: i mean it's a fun game it really is <laughs> okay well i don't play too many phone games anymore but that's one
0: of the few uh folks at home i wish we had a video component to go with this episode because Kyle was making some fucking faces ter- during that long exchange that were utterly priceless
2: you got something <laughs> okay. to say uh no so i wanted to just compare because like like you said i have no attachment to this uh the only anime that i've ever liked like genuinely liked was when i was a kid i we like we used to watch samurai pizza cats before school sometimes nick you probably don't remember that uh it was it was it was on before the mask cartoon uh before the bus would get there
1: is that with the three cats that went in exactly
2: yep samurai pizza Cats yeah oh yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) I like that, uh, but then nothing else. But I think I'm starting to make a comparison. The closest thing for me that this movie was for you guys, something that you were interested in and they made a movie of that didn't need a movie, a live action movie, was The Rum Diary, uh, Hunter S. Thompson's uh, first novel that he ever wrote. It's good, I really like it. It's one of my favorite things to read on a plane when I'm going for like if I'm going on vacation or something because it's kind of how the, the book starts is him going off to Puerto Rico. But there was a live action movie, uh, directed by uh the director of Withnail and I, actually. Uh, really, he, he, oh. he directed it. Um, and it's not good and it's <laughs> a novel that never needed to be adapted to film. And I knew that going into the movie, but I'm like, I have to, I have to see it though, like, I have to know what that is. But that's the closest thing that I've got to what this movie is for you guys
0: right that's an interesting phenomenon uh, that we've seen be like this narrative play out time and time again in hollywood where that's why you put out these franchise properties that's why you make multimedia franchises is because deep down we all have these little pinches we get that tell us like i don't i know this is not going to be good but i'm i'm attached to the thing and i just i got to know I just, I just got to see it. I got to know what it is, just because deep down, like there, I, there's that urge, that need to, to scratch that itch. But um, as for myself, um, I'm not going to go. As I'm hopefully not going to talk for an hour about this, but um, Dragon Dragon Ball is is like buried deep it's like it's like the part of myself i don't talk about <laughs> oh. like there i have a lot of repressed elements in my life and dragon ball is certainly one of them because i was utterly obsessed with 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 dragon ball and dragon ball z in particular mm. uh, at a certain time in my life uh, i've pretty much walked away from it entirely aside from uh, the features that they put out every once in a while um i have not touched super i have no interest in in watching another series or anything but when i was when i was like 11 12, 13. My my whole life was revolving around Dragon Ball Z. And it, it's kind of funny too because I had a little bit of a leg up on the on the property. But Kyle, Kyle is very politely putting his hand up.
2: <laughs> did you did you wear Coke bottle glasses <laughs> during this time? Because I'm picturing you with the giant <laughs> the giant glasses where your eyes are huge and they force you to go cross-eyed, like just real <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. But then you like took took them off one day and you're like. I'm going to find something else to get into and get better spectacles.
0: Well, I never took the glasses off. I did take up running though. When, when I found girls, Um, (laughs) but if I'm going to be a 100% honest, Kyle, I didn't ever have Coke bottle glasses. I did not have the, the, the wolf t-shirt or the the purple and red dragon t-shirt. I did. Ne- I'd never owned those. I knew people. People in my orbit, lots of in them. In your orbit. circle, <laughs> lots of them had had the Dragon shirt far, in man. particular. A lot of greasy
2: ponytails,
0: yeah. <laughs> but no, I was I was a fat little kid that watched a lot of Dragon Ball. <laughs> like I, I confess that. <laughs> Word. Or <laughs> right, excuse me. Word. <laughs> Word. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I had a little bit of a leg up on the property because um because of my family connection in Hawaii where Dragon Ball and just all manner of Japanese television is aired regularly like just on local Hawaiian television uh, so my cousin uh, actually provided my first exposure to the franchise via toys and stick he had a lot of uh, holograms holographic stickers of the characters which you know when you're in grade school so this was before this the show was airing on US television um i was exposed to the character designs at the very least Um, And in addition to that, he also had like a couple of uh, untranslated and unsubtitled like tapes of some of the movies. In fact, my very first exposure to the franchise, like the the broader franchise, so not Dragon Ball proper, but like Dragon Ball Z specifically, uh, came in the form of what is often regarded as like the worst movie in the whole franchise. And that's a movie 11, which is a Goten and Trunks and Broly. (laughs) Uh, It's it's not good, but it was the first (laughs) Dragon Ball thing I ever saw, and I loved it. Um, But just like you, Nick, like when it was airing on Toonami and stuff, I I gobbled that shit up. In fact, that was what started me. uh, That was kind of what got me started uh, collecting retro video games because I started importing uh, Super Famicom games uh, via eBay because we didn't have Dragon Ball video games in the states, well, unless you count Dragon Power. Which is an unofficial Dragon Ball game. That it, it's a it's an English translated version of the original Dragon Ball on the NES. But the Budokai games that you mentioned those were the the introduction of Dragon Ball games to this country. So before that, my only option was to import super Japanese Super Nintendo games um, and play oh. them on my bootleg like, like Japanese Super Nintendo because I was Good. I I was willing. To to throw my money via money order at <laughs> to at people via eBay to get like shitty Dragon Ball games from from the Super Nintendo era.
1: They um, they had Super Nintendo games. I didn't even know that.
0: Uh, only in Japan. They never oh, okay. came out. Uh, maybe in Italy or, or some regions in South America, but never in the states. Um, okay. But but yeah, uh, basically, um, when it comes to my my knowledge of the franchise as a whole. I'm bona fide. Uh, so, so anybody out there who has any comments about anything, it's like, trust me, I know my shit. Uh, but hopefully we won't get too often to the weeds talking about this one. But um, this movie here, um, did either of you check in on like the production history on it?
2: i read some of the trivia on imdb and it all the trivia on imdb is this is a shitty movie everyone that was on this movie is it says it's a shitty movie this tanked at least three actors careers this movie was so bad <laughs> it's that bad yeah
0: yeah all true all Oops. true um the box office take uh, like worldwide was apparently around 58 million Against a budget of thirty million, which again, uh, as per the norm, you often have to double the budget to get your your total production cost. Which means this this fucker lost money, and it wasn't even that deep of an investment, which says a lot. But really, the the there's only a couple major things to point out about the production history of it. Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll condense it to three points. But Kyle, go ahead.
2: I did have one. Was that I've originally I think James Marsters and uh, yun Fat. We're told that this movie had a much higher um uh the the money that they were going to put into it was much higher and it wasn't until they got to set like they had already, were already contractually obligated when they realized that that budget had been slashed to nothing basically compared mm. to what they were told it was now that's i mean to be trivia take that you know with a grain of salt
0: no that that is absolutely true um okay. and there's actually an additional point to go very handily along with that and that's the inclusion of a producer um was it steven chow uh, who of course gave us uh he's a chinese filmmaker um and actor and producer he's kind of an auteur uh, in the chinese cinema world Uh, i gave us kung fu hustle and uh, shaolin soccer and i I believe uh, it's called like c i think it's c7 or c9 Um, i forget exactly but basically everything he touches in chinese cinema like makes all the money like he he yeah. he just he just puts out hit after hit after hit and his name in particular in 2006 ish when this movie was getting off the ground in production the inclusion of his name being attached to it was a massive selling point because this is a, a critically and artistically acclaimed director uh, who's being attached as producer turns out that was all just a smokescreen it was just kind of his name is attached to it but his involvement in the production is nil Mm -hmm. um which for as kyle said for actors like james marsters and Chow Yun fat in particular it's like oh you mean literally the person like the reason why i would want to be involved in this production actually Mm -hmm. is just he's he's just not even going to be on set once like oh no what have i done (laughs) um other major point to note is that uh, this movie did come out uh, in the midst of the writer's strike of 2007, which completely just destroyed uh, a lot of films uh, around that time. It was very obvious. Uh, it, it's it's one of those things that had ripples that were felt many, many years after the fact. And in some cases, like you could actually argue that we're still kind of feeling the ripples of, of incidents like that. Um, and then the other major point that i'd like to stress is the timing of this release this came out in 2009 nick like i was in high school yeah i i was in my what i I was at the end of college or some shit shit. i was at the end of college i as i said i was at the i was at the height of my interest in this property like in middle school yeah (laughs) so what what i'm trying to get at is that they were a little late to the game (laughs) just Just like just a little bit late like if you're going to make a dragon ball movie again like a dragon ball movie targeted specifically at american audiences this had to this had to be made earlier than this um and unfortunately it didn't really matter because uh the whole thing ended up being a a complete pile of shit uh, which is the reason why we're talking about it on our monthly event, The Awful Ots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get into the movie proper, I'll just uh, throw out there that this is directed by James Wong, who is largely known as a uh, television director um, these days anyway, but he does actually have a couple of legit kind of fun movies on his resume. The ones that jumped out at me are uh, Final Destination, the, the first one, uh, as well as The One. Uh, the One. Yeah, the action sci-fi movie starring Jet Li that could have starred uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, would have been a very different movie if you ask me. Um, but yeah, he's he's a competent director. You can tell that just based on his resume, but it doesn't really translate to the end product of this one. Um, but uh, which one of y'all would care to give us a, a plot rundown for Dragon Ball Evolution? Kyle, Kyle
1: said he does.
0: Kyle does. I, I honestly,
2: I don't know if i i don't think i can i i i mean think i guess the best way to describe it I,
1: uh whatever comes to your mind do it so just say that
2: it's basically the the premise of infinity war but with none of the writing <laughs> if, that, if that makes it, it's uh the bad guy is trying to get the the infinity stones the seven or eight dragon balls proper and yeah. this group of whoever the fuck they are have to stop him that's basically
0: what i got from this
1: it's actually not too far-fetched i, I didn't think about it until you just said that but it is kind of close
0: yeah yeah quick and to the point uh kyle's basically right this is largely a treasure hunt slash uh, mcguffin hunt movie um but the devil is of course in the details um but at the end of the day really yeah it's just about a bunch of people trying to grab some balls uh before <laughs> the other guy before the green guy can get the balls um but yes this is dragon ball evolution from 2009 uh, directed by one james wong um so i guess let's get right into it so um as i said uh, this movie did come out uh, post writer strike so as far as I understand, a lot, of, uh, a lot of the plotting and the dialogue had to just be made up on the set. Like the director would have one-on-ones with the actors and they'd just be like, so yeah, like maybe say some stuff and we'll figure it out in post. <laughs> uh, I,
2: I will highlight some of the cast real quick because there are some cast connections that are uh, uh, important to me. Uh, so we have James Barster uh, playing Piccolo. Isn't Piccolo a flute? Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, James Barsters, who I'm pretty yeah. sure has beachfront Malibu property from playing Spike in the uh Buffy franchise, uh, just off of that, and he's still doing a bunch of shit. uh, Chow and Fat, obviously. And then the important ones are uh, Emmy Rossum, who is in Shameless with Justin chatwin who is Goku, uh, their love interest in that show. Um, and honestly, Emmy Rossum in that show Shameless, she could be a will Farrell playing uh alex trebek uh during jeopardy snl category like she could be a jeopardy category it's like the emmy rossum naked and shameless and it's like name an episode that she has been naked and shameless any episode will do <laughs> <laughs> she is naked that entire series um but that is if you haven't seen it it's worth watching the first season because it is one of the craziest things. It is one of the craziest shows that has ever been on TV. It's nuts how much they try to normalize the crazy stuff that happens in that show. You're not ready for it.
0: <laughs> Apparently not. No. Uh, any and other cast no members? No, nobody <laughs> and else And No matters. one else, well, no I'll, one con- else I'll continue the trend then. So we have uh, Justin Chatwin, who I he means nothing to me. He, I get him <laughs> mixed up with the kid from Breaking Bad.
2: I was gonna say, dude, he fucking hates Breaking Bad because a hundred percent he auditioned for Jesse Pinkman. One, I have no doubts in my mind that he auditioned for that character, that role. Because yeah, he is just like him.
0: Yeah, they, he they look very similar, except Justin Chatwin is more conventionally handsome, which I guess yeah, translates I mean to him handsome. getting. Well, I guess it translates to him getting less work because he's because he's kind of boring not, looking he's a little too vanilla. he's not handsome enough he's handsome but he's not handsome enough exactly <laughs> it's yeah. like you, you tried you you pushed into the wrong category buddy but uh chayun fat is here uh he is playing muten roshi aka master roshi uh he's trying i couldn't tell if he's wearing colored contacts but i found his irises very distracting in this film maybe he just says really bad cataracts or something <laughs> he's wearing he's wearing contacts i, I hope that. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, he's been on the show before, uh, an episode of Catching Up on Cinema prior. That would be uh, The Killer. John Woo's The Killer. Better film. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it is worth noting that this was a time period, an interesting little blip in Chow Yun-Fat's uh, filmography, where he was kind of making attempts to to like become uh, more popular in the West, I guess. Probably trying to ride Jackie Chan and Jet Li's coattails a little bit. Cause he, he's not really a martial arts guy. Like he's an actor, like, like he's not, he doesn't occupy the same niche as them, but you know, average Hollywood audiences, they wouldn't know that. But point is Jackie Chan and Jet Li were regularly headlining English language films at this time. Um, and around this time was also when Chow Yun-Fat was doing shit like Bulletproof Monk. Yeah. And, uh, he was all, he also had a very small role in, in the third Pirates of the Caribbean film. Um, and before that he was what in the replacement killers with marky mark um so he tried he did not succeed but it doesn't matter because he's chow young fat uh and in other regions he's he's like he can put every ass in every seat it's just not in this country
2: it's uh his character attempts a
0: rape in a disney movie in that like he oh yeah, yeah. it's kind of nuts yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely not wrong. Welcome to Singapore, indeed. But um, <laughs> um, but we have a uh, Jamie Chung in here. Uh, I know her mostly for being in a uh, Sucker Punch. Uh, she, as soon as you look at her, you're like, yeah, Zack Snyder wants to work with her, and he got his wish. Um, beyond that, I know she does a lot of voice acting, um, and mm-hmm. she pops up in places. But she's she's just kind of here, just like a lot of people. But um, randall duck kim is certainly worth mentioning just because he's awesome and he has an amazing speaking voice a uh, big big couple of years for him he was in a kung fu panda i think around this time as well uh, he plays the the turtle uh, the old turtle guy oh. um, um, and also he's the key maker from the matrix films and uh, he's also in the john wick films because oh. keanu makes friends wherever he goes i love seeing that and then a uh, random ernie hudson <laughs> <laughs> random ernie hudson but uh, it is worth noting, uh, James Marsters apparently was a last-minute uh, substitute uh, for Ron Perlman, uh, who was supposed mm. to play Piccolo uh, in this. However, he decided, you know, I think I'm going to hang out with Guillermo again, because he, he yeah. generally does well by me. And, you know, Hellboy wow. 2 is just like my movie as opposed to this piece of shit where i just <laughs> pop up every couple minutes to do nothing whereas hellboy 2 is just nothing but people in heavy makeup having the time of their life um yeah let's get to the fucking movie so this is a 20th century fox production by the way and uh we open with uh, a graphical montage of just people's faces going ah in in colorful nebula clouds in the in the cosmos um, it's narration by, as I said, Randall Duck Kim does have a pretty awesome speaking voice. He's providing our opening narration. And it's here where he mentions there was some intergalactic or other dimensional warlord by the name of Piccolo, which is a flute, by the way. Um, that is a recurring thing in uh, all of Dragon Ball. Pretty much everybody's name is a, is some form of wordplay. Like it, it's a reference to something. Like like Bulma is, is a reference to Undergarment's. Uh, Chi-Chi, do the math. Um, <laughs> it's like, um, anyway, um, and we the buzzwords that come out of this are we have our intergalactic warlord Piccolo, the green guy, uh, Ozaru, the big monkey man, uh, and the Mafuba enchantment, which was used to uh, entrap Lord Piccolo thousands of years ago. So apparently he came to Earth and he tried to blow all of our shit up. He only blew up most of our shit. And then they put him in a jar using magic. (laughs) Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, and that's the first 20 seconds of the movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, is that where we lost
0: you? Huh? I wasn't listening. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, there is a quote here. First rule is there are no rules, which they attempt to make a thing out of by the time we reach the final reel, but it's just kind of like, those are just mouth noises. That doesn't really mean a whole <laughs> lot now, does it?
1: I'm just I'm just wondering if you're not a Dragon Ball fan and you come in and you watch this, like are you just like immediately checked out or you're like, okay, well let's see where this goes. Well, that's why we have I- Kyle
0: as part of this yeah. discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kyle doesn't like anything. No, that's He's not true. I like,
2: a, I like a lot of things. Uh, Yeah, no, I was checked out immediately. I'm like, I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Uh, but as soon as it started, I'm like, oh, this looks stupid. So I'm just going to... I can en- I can somewhat engage just to absorb the stupidity of the filmmaking process itself. Are
0: you playing the game? So, so Nick I is like, actually actively <laughs> playing his Dragon Ball Legends games while we're, while we're no, recording?
1: No, no, I just wanted to show you guys what it looked like there you go okay it's, it's on auto there you go just wanted you to see it oh, it's on auto cool. battle
0: like, <laughs> nick is nick is making passive digital income while, while we're podcasting oh, so
2: <laughs> but, you guys can see it
0: but yeah our our first actual image that is non-cgi imagery here uh comes in the form of a close-up of uh, ultra slow motion justin chatwin's sweaty ass face Okay. i'm not sure i'm not sure why that why? why that was our opening salvo when it comes to the bombastic imagery of our dragon ball movie but okay
2: dude his his concentration faces are like like he's holding a shit like
0: anytime that he's
2: just I'm gonna hold it. he's like sweating he's
0: sweating to hold the shit in well he he has the look of like a a five-year-old who who really wants to be mad but you but he's like lying to himself and just getting <laughs> getting riled up just because he's he he's upset but mad. he doesn't know how to express <laughs> it it's just like a lot of
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> see my my most recent experience with young kids being mad is with obviously uh nick's uh nick's kid and that that girl gets mad. Yeah, she gets. She's mad. got a. She's got a rage, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get her into wrestling or something, man. <laughs> it's a
2: rage that makes you laugh. It's like I've never seen something so angry.
0: God, you need to play the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme whenever she opens a door.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Uh, so what's he doing here? He's just like. Uh, what are these things called he's just um what do they
1: call this practical i don't think it's practical yeah
0: so basically we're hanging on a pair of clotheslines like like things you would actually hang garments from yeah i'm not talking about wrestling moves i'm talking about actual garbage like laundry lines anyway he's suspended above the ground it's really really awfully green screened like we did have physical props that our, our characters are like suspended on wire rigs on top of, but the background, the, the lighting is so blown out, and it's it hurts your eyes to look at, because yeah. we're outdoors. It's supposed to be bright and sunny out, but very very clearly this is shot on a sound stage. Like it's a lot easier to do that when you're operating wire rigs like that. But he's having he's in the middle of a sparring session with his grandpa, uh, with Grandpa Gohan, uh, who is played by Randall do Kim, who, as I said, also provides our opening narration and kind of serves as our, our mentor figure. Um, and this is like almost immediately where the problems start when it comes to referencing the, the, the source material that is the manga or the anime that this film is based on, which we didn't really say a whole lot about that. But um, the reason I say this is problematic is because right here is your signal that, oh, wait, Dragon Ball Z was the property that was popular in the u.s like e- even in 2009 this this was dragon ball z was what was known to western audiences like dragon ball and dragon ball z in fact date back to the late 80s mm-hmm. um i mean in fact dragon ball z as far as i remember the anime and the manga concluded in about the mid 90s um, so the the was dated even even back then but uh grandpa gohan is a character who's not even uh, like not a single word is really uttered about him in, in Dragon Ball Z. So right off the bat, we have a major character in this film who is a strong reference to material that your average US moviegoer, let alone Dragon Ball Z fan, wouldn't even know. I mean, he's a huge part of the narrative. So it's like, oh, shit, we picked the wrong Dragon Ball. <laughs> because the, the point that I'm trying to emphasize here is that Dragon Ball, Dragon, the, the OG original Dragon Ball, Never really had much of a cultural footprint in in the U.S. Uh, be, beyond like Ultra fans and whatnot. Um, so in my mind, it's like, why are we why are we referencing all the stuff that people don't know? Because I mean, Japanese audiences might might get the references, but very clearly this this film is not targeted at them. Like it's an English language production. It's low budget. It's not even that steeped in the lore. It's like, what the fuck are we doing?
2: Dude, okay, so I feel I found my contribution to this episode because I'm going to be able to to contribute very little. I will not throw out their names, but there are 10 out of 10 star reviews on IMDb for this film. And I think every once in a while, I'm just going to throw one out there for you guys. Oh,
0: I uh, would love that. Chapter breaks. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter break,
2: yes. (laughs) Uh, So I'll just throw out one real quick. I won't say their name. You can just, just trust me. It's on here. Some of the most talented actors are supporting roles in this film. I met Mr. Blake in Japan at the premiere of this film and have followed his career ever since. Also, Justin Chatwin is the most perfect cast Goku there could be. This story simply could have been better. But they gave it a
0: 10 out of 10. I mean, normally you don't throw in little afterthoughts like that for a 10 out of 10, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're in the midst of a sparring session uh, between Justin Chatwin's Goku uh, and Randall Dook Kim's Grandpa Gohan. And uh, we have a, a beautiful line here, Prepare to eat dirt! <laughs> it's like, of oh. night, huh?
2: <laughs> Everybody's kung fu fighting.
0: oi, <laughs> oi. Um, But yeah, they have a little sparring session here. And actually, I, like, I'll, I'll give the movie a little bit of credit. The bit where he kicks a beetle into his grandpa's mouth is actually kind of fun. I, I chuckled. I, I admit it. I chuckled. Yeah, or I let I I I no out one happened. of those, <laughs> 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 like a Hank Hill laugh. Just like a, <laughs> 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 ate a bug. <laughs> Old guy ate a bug.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but beyond that, it, it's really nothing to look at. It, it's mm-hmm. haphazardly choreographed. Like I said, the background alone is very, very distracting and garish. Um, and uh, Grandpa Gohan defeats him. By the way, the rules of the sparring session are basically first person to touch the ground loses. Uh, Goku is defeated via a shadow crane strike, special special beam beam cannon cannon cannon, cannon. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which uh, it comes in the form of like a, a a shock wave in the air, which makes his cheeks flare out because you know if we got kids in the audience, they'll probably laugh at that, and uh, he falls on the ground headfirst into a melon. Um, and uh, he is lectured by his grandpa being told that you rely too much on external bullshit you got to focus on your internal bullshit <laughs> and this is where the concept of uh key is introduced which is the basically the japanese word for chi same same fucking thing it's just japanese pronunciation of it oh okay um, <laughs> same fucking thing yeah and uh goku's told he is special and he goes no i'm different I'm like, are you like an X-Man or something? (laughs) Because I'm getting some serious X-Man vibes. In fact, a lot of this movie reminded me of the fact that, and also this is very strange, being as this came out in 2009, we had an MCU by 2009. Remember that. Um, This movie, yeah, I know. Iron Man man. was 2008. Um, So what I'm getting at here is this movie reminded me a lot of the early X Mans, uh, but in particular, Spider Man, uh, Sam Raimi's yeah. Spider Man. A yeah, lot of the lips. high school bullshit definitely yeah. has that flavor to it. But the weird thing is that this came out in 2009. <laughs> so even Spider Man 3 came out in like 2007. Yeah. Like this, this formula was very old hat by the time this came around, it was already antiquated.
1: That's a, yeah. I actually wrote down, this reminds me of Spider Man with the high school bull crap. but i also wrote down this is a little bit later but i said this goku sounds like clark kent when he's talking about like he could beat up the bullies like oh i could tear them apart i'm like what is this this isn't even goku i don't know the whole setting in the high school i I just did not like kyle i'm sure you hated it too yeah yeah
2: (laughs) yeah uh i hated i hated the high school was what i hated it's like this is a high school for the super rich like the insanely wealthy (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, it, it looks like the she's all that high school or something like mm-hmm. dialed up a few notches in terms of like the, the budget for the school program, though. Um, it, it's it's bizarre uh, is what it is, because, as I said, if you're going to, to make a movie based on an established franchise an established property, it's probably in your best interest to just like try to be faithful, like try to try to stick with what what is known and what works. And in here, it's just like we're actively going out of our way to, to throw all of that out the window. Because mm. I don't think Goku has set foot in ass school, let alone a high school. <laughs> He's kind of dumb as dirt. He's
3: dumb.
0: That boy is dumb. He doesn't, he doesn't have no book learning. That's for his son like that like his son's his son's destiny is to go to college and get paid goku just exists he, to get punched in the face and punch yeah. other people in return he eats food and then fights that's it that's all he does and that's the, that's another thing is like how hard would it have been to have a giant fish for goku to eat at some <laughs> point for him to catch just any giant food item like just any sequence where goku stuffs his face he eats a big chicken leg but that's it that's the <laughs> yes only he does eat some squab he does eat a squab, but but no, like we don't get him sitting down and scarfing
1: bowl after, yeah. bowl after bowl after bowl of food. It's it's once, so you're just like, "Oh, I guess he's hungry." And you he doesn't don't... even
0: fucking finish it. He takes a bite <laughs> in
1: public, mind you, which is not good etiquette,
0: but you know.
2: <laughs> My stomach did start to turn when the uncle sucked the toes off of this chicken foot. It was pretty disgusting. Oh yeah, I forgot oh, he gets a yeah. present. Okay, so they're fighting on his birthday and he's just like <laughs> out of nowhere and he's just like okay fuck off wait a minute i got you a present real quick it's a it's it's priceless basically it's it's a really big deal it's a dragon ball uh if you get all of them you get a wish it's it's pretty cool
0: yeah like it's very important that kyle phrases it that way because the movie likes to do that as well pretty much anytime we we introduce a concept we need to make sure to reintroduce it about four or five times just in case you're too fucking stupid to keep up hey, if he gets all seven of these, does he get a fucking wish? Because
2: (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what happens.
0: And remember, folks, this is coming from somebody who could not be bothered to pay attention at all.
2: (laughs) I know anything about this movie, if he gets all seven Dragon Balls, he gets a wish. Well, I'm pretty
0: sure they reiterate it about Every time he gets a ball. So minimum seven times in the movie, but you got another review for us, Kyle. Got you. Uh,
2: before we get to school, uh, amazing movie stuck close to the original manga and anime source material. A one of a kind, perfect movie with no clear problems in my eyes, perfect cast and very accurate representations of characters in dragon balls. Z. Amazing CGI and amazing costume work deserves Best Picture and Best Costume Design, this along with hundreds joke. of other awards. <laughs> I would give it an 11 out of 10 if I could. I'm reading it, dude. I didn't just That's, a joke. That.
0: No, that's a joke. Come on, yeah. my my face was paralyzed that entire reading. Yeah. <laughs> Good fucking god. That's Got like the-
1: yeah. No, no, no. That's
2: just that right. I gotta read the titles with these two. Just, Sorry. Just
0: lies. Nothing but lies. lies. <laughs> it's just lie. They're lying. Just wall-to-wall bullshit. That's all lies. And also taking very special care to put a Z on the Dragon yeah. Ball. It's like, yeah, dude, very clear you didn't watch the movie. You, no.
2: <laughs> it was Dragon Balls Z. <laughs> is what they wrote. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was very Dice Clay of you. <laughs> the the Ooh, balls. The, the two balls. balls. <laughs> the oh!
2: Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, they get to, he gets to school. Was there anything else important? No, uh, he, he
0: does school. ask his grandpa to teach him how to get laid, and he just goes, <laughs> ha, ha, here's a birthday gift.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. A 70-year-old
2: man who, I don't know if he's had sex. Well, <laughs> just, how do I get laid? Well,
0: to show know, the ball. <laughs> Randall Duck Kim does get he does get a little bit of credit from me. Like this is something that before we started recording, I think we all did like agree on a little bit is that most of the, most of the cast here actually gave a shit. Like they actually yeah, tried. Yeah. The material's complete garbage. So you work with what you got. But Randall Duck Kim is always a warm scream presence. He can't help but be charming. And I did like the bit where like Goku's talking about like like as Nick had said, kind of like the Clark Kent or the Peter the Peter Parker talk where it's like I'm so fucking strong but like you won't (laughs) let me beat ass but I'm so good at it grandpa I'd be so popular if I could just beat that ass every day at school you know I'd make so many friends beat it he's like someday I'll even beat your ass grandpa and he does have a good line where he's like yeah that'd be a a good talking point at school telling your friends how you beat beat the fuck out of your 70 year old grandpa It's like yeah that'll get you late Goku um but yeah we go to Unitech High School which is kind of surprising because as i said this this movie goes well well above and beyond to to make no attempt to make references to anything that anybody cares about who might be interested in Dragon Ball or have any familiarity with it. Uh, we actually do have a couple of high schools in the Dragon Ball franchise that easily could have been slipped in as references like uh, Mr. Satan has a, a high school. Like I think one of them is even named after the Dragon Balls at one point. Like where Gohan, uh, Goku's son, goes to school oh, in Z. Okay. Um, and then on top of that, we also have other iconography like the Capsule Corporation.
3: Yeah.
0: Who you know Bulma is the heir of. Her, her dad founded it basically, and like the just the logo on like Trunks's coat uh, from Dragon Ball Z. Just the capsules in general. We have capsule gear in this movie which is kind of neat that it's here. But the symbol, like the logo is nowhere to be found. It would have been so easy to just like plaster that on the side of a passing vehicle or something. Something, anything. <laughs> yeah, one of the
1: one of the many things that bugged me about this movie immediately, obviously, is like, he's going to high school. I'm like, okay, Goku doesn't go to school, but okay. I'll, 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 whatever. And then two, just the whole world. It's not right. You, you can't. There, there's too, it's too real. There's too much real world. In a Dragon Ball, in a Dragon Ball setting, you've got, like I said, dinosaurs. There's di- there's, there's no dinosaurs here. Where are we at? This, if, if you're gonna do a Dragon Ball movie, you almost have to go full on, just different world fantasy. You, you, you have to go all in if you're gonna do it.
0: Yeah. See, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I haven't seen it myself, but uh, like in seeing the trailers for that Detective Pikachu movie, uh, from a couple years back, like that seems like a like an example of trying to get like a little bit of the world, right. You know, where it's like, it's, it's relatable in that it's a live action environment, but you have like these Pokemon everywhere and like the iconography and like the world feels like it's, it's been designed to somehow accommodate the presence of all this weirdness. Whereas this movie, like Nick said, in terms of like production design and the, just the general look of it, a lot of this movie just looks like she's all that. Like, like a lot of this movie just looks like teen garbage honestly but that's not what the source material is like Nick's absolutely right like the the manga world of Dragon Ball the anime world of Dragon Ball like from the mind the twisted mind of Akira Toriyama is a place where the president is a dog God <laughs> God is an, a green goblin alien man he exists he can punch you in the face at will <laughs> like aliens are the thing like like there are no fucking rules there are robots walking the streets motorcycles come out of pill-shaped capsules like it is a kooky world uh, where anything can and will happen but this the the aesthetics the the presentation of dragon ball evolution is not accommodating to that it, it's too grounded
1: how are you gonna stand there and tell me you don't remember me playing the crap out of dragon ball z you don't remember On- anything Honestly, I do not remember you playing Dragon Ball Z at all. I, remember playing- invited, I invited our neighbors over just so I could beat them. Remember the kid? <laughs> kid, Matt? Do you remember that? None of that? Yeah, sure.
2: Uh, no, I don't remember you playing. I remember you playing Tekken, and I remember you playing the Lord of the Rings game. And I think you logged the most hours on the Lord of the Rings game. That's a lie. You,
0: yeah, that, you put it work. That game had co-op, Kyle. You could have joined him. He tried to. I was playing guitar.
2: Oh, hi!
0: <laughs> we have a cameo from a cat. Come up. Come up, sister. Come on. Sister, sister, I gotta take a shit. Come on. <laughs> wow. She's not coming up. Anyway. Okay, so we get to high school and uh, as Nick had said, we have a high school bullying situation on our hands. Uh, I never would have expected to find this in a Dragon Ball film, uh, especially one centered around Goku, who as we have who, As we have noted, I don't think has ever set foot in a school other than for like parent-teacher conferences, which is a f- hilarious beat in one of the <laughs> Dragon Ball Z movies, by the way, where Goku is dressed in a suit and is expected yeah. to go visit one of Gohan's teachers. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, but we run into Fuller. Fuller, that's the name of our bully. And uh, Goku is told to his face. He, his, after his bike gets runned over, uh, he is, he's, he's called a name. It's, it's a scathing <laughs> remark. He's called Geeko. It's like, ooh, Fuller? Them, them's fighting words. But we have a moment here where our, our super-powered hero, does the, he's the bigger man. He clenches his fist in rage, and he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't uncork one on Fuller. Um, but he's saved at the last minute, very similar to like, <clears throat> like a, a Mary Jane Watson from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. He's saved uh, by Jamie Chung, a.k.a. Chi-Chi, in this film. Uh, showing up and being like hey fuller let's go like maybe don't beat people up in the parking lot before class
2: yeah dude that's how you get school shooters uh yeah this is where uh yeah next is where he uh mind masturbates to uh what's her face like it is very inappropriate what he is doing in class because this is this is male gaze 101 like not only is he just like looking over in class he is leaned back in his chair on like two legs <laughs> staring at her just like he's, yeah it, he,
0: he's about to come it, it's a dream weaver moment for sure oh yeah yeah uh, basically Swing. yeah he's in the classroom he's he's ogling uh jamie chung uh, and she even has she's like eating strawberries in a, like a, a flower field uh it's a little uncomfortable <laughs> yeah
2: i mean they could have definitely gone a different way with what she was eating uh it could have been very phallic so good on them for using strawberries
0: well, what's really weird here, and maybe Nick can back me up on this, is that like Goku's generally presented as being kind of sexless. Like, like in- he is the
2: rest of the movie though. Like, I he's- mean, he
0: he's he readily smooches her. Like, like he does. Remember, he he gets she like blows on his dick, and he gets excited. So he's like, "Oh, I better get better at my martial arts." <laughs> but
2: on a scale from you know uh, a Disney character in the '90s and jay from jay and silent bob strike back horniness like he's he's pretty low on the, on that scale
0: <laughs> i also would have accepted any marvel character now on yeah, the uh, other yeah, you know what <laughs> the rock in any movie or
2: jay from jay and silent bob horny yeah that that's the spectrum that we're i don't
0: at. i don't think it's a matter of the, the the rock not being horny it's just he doesn't have time he just, he just doesn't have the time
2: <laughs> Jay is hornier than that horny skunk on ecstasy. Like that's how horny he is. <laughs>
0: that horny skunk that, that we do. Horny he skunk. who Pepe shall not be
2: named. <laughs>
0: Peppy Lepew. Oh no, he did it. Peppy me too uh, I mean, legitimately, yes. <laughs> like he's he's done, he's canceled, yeah. as they say. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, uh what I'm getting at here is that in in the anime in the manga, like Goku. He's popped out a couple of kids, so he does get busy, but yeah. But you know, in general, his priorities never, never lean towards sex. In fact, that yeah. was a lot of the comedy in the original Dragon Ball came from him being a child and just being utterly oblivious to to the world of adults and sex and stuff. A lot of uncomfortable humor involving him and Bulma was based around that when in the original Dragon Ball. And what I'm getting at here is that Chi Chi in the manga and in the anime. Like their, their relationship is, is not this is, is what I'm saying It's like they met when they were children and then they meet when they're teenagers and then they get hitched and pop out a baby that that's it.
1: (laughs) Am I misremembering or isn't she much
0: older than him? Or were they the same age? They're relatively the same age. She's probably like a little bit older. Than, uh, that, okay. I mean, that does sound like Star Wars. Kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very Padme and Anakin situation. Uh, uh, so unfortunately, I do
2: believe that the IMDb users are trolling me. Uh, I don't think that these were legitimate <laughs> 10 out of 10s. Uh, so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to be doing the one-star reviews, but I'm not going to do the whole review. I'm just going to do the titles. So this is a fun title. If there is a God, James Wong, Justin Chatwin,
0: and company will burn in hell. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, here, here, bro. <laughs> uh, by the way, around this time is where we are introduced to Piccolo, kind of. Uh, we're not. We're. This is a film in that it it has a feature length runtime. It's not a film in that it has any sort of artistry or message behind it. Uh, so our introduction to Piccolo comes in the form of a Super Mario Brothers three airship hanging in the sky, where we find a a, a cloaked man. He's wearing a hood, uh, so he's mysterious. But we can tell he's green. Um, but that's our reveal of Piccolo. It's just like, oh, that's a that's Piccolo. He, he, just, he looks. He's just edge, there. Edge Lord Piccolo. Yeah, he totally.
2: looks—he looks like uh, Nick Stahl in Sin City when he gets his balls ripped off and turns into a super pedophile.
0: Uh, yeah, that was awesome. By the way, yeah. <laughs> I had that one in the holster. I was waiting for you guys. <laughs> Come on, yeah, he, he does. Uh, he looks like that green bastard, uh, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what I'm getting at here is that there's no reveal he just he just there just it's, it's like you you don't want to like showcase your villain your big yeah. bad who is who is talked about at length well 20 seconds of the opening narration It's like if you're gonna talk up a thing you gotta give it some majesty when it first shows up you know like like even darth vader when he shows up in a new hope you know there's the bit where we have the the hallway gunfight and stuff and then oh shit there's a giant fucking dude with a cloak and he's like he looks I don't know. Mildly upset that some people got shot, and then <laughs> think, he chokes a dude. <laughs> I think Gary Oldman
2: has a better reveal in the Fifth Element. Like they just like turn a corner, and then he's just there with his buck teeth, <laughs>
0: <laughs> looking for them stones. Stones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Piccolo effortlessly just drops like a big old ball of red energy on the ground below his airship, uh, and we f- we like cut to the 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 surface of the earth where he blew shit up and apparently it's somewhere in japan because we are speaking japanese and there are subtitles but these people are dressed like it's the middle fucking ages i don't know what part of japan this
2: is (laughs) i thought it was i thought it was time travel i'm like did we just go back to like like feudal japan out of nowhere
0: yeah i was getting like teenage mutant ninja turtles three flashbacks i was like where where when are we (laughs) Put a pin in
2: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because there is a character in this movie
0: that is a
2: real, is a person, but is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle talking.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll be sure to clear the floor for you when we get there. Um,
2: <laughs> clear the floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kyle's coming in, clear.
0: Um, but it's here where we're introduced to, I guess, our right-hand gal for Piccolo, yeah. which is Somewhat of a reference to the manga. Uh, the character's name—I don't even know if it's ever spoken on screen—but she's playing Mai, who is a character from Dragon Ball, but not Dragon Ball Z. Like she's Pilaf's uh, Pilaf's like like associate, uh, and the two of them worked with King Piccolo from the original Dragon Ball, who is the last major, well, second to last major antagonist of the original Dragon Ball. But she has no connection to the Dragon Ball Z Piccolo. So um, I don't even know what we're doing anymore, but she's here. She's in the movie, and uh, she's got aggressive bangs, so she know, you know she's mean. And also, by the way, I, I couldn't help but look at her character design, and I don't know if either of you guys would recognize this, but I watched uh, the uh, Shang-Chi her movie. Boobs? Yeah, I did notice her boobs. I mean, that goes without saying, but um, <laughs> it's a rare combination. You notice it every time. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah it's like a butt it's like a butt on her on her chest yeah
0: yeah so. um but uh, i watched the shang chi movie the, the mcu movie and uh they his sister the, the character in that movie like and from an aesthetic standpoint it's like the bangs the out, like the skin tight outfit like the martial arts is it's basically the same fucking character the the, the uh i don't know dour demeanor like the the sour attitude. <laughs> It's a it's a weird connection. But anyway, uh, we learn that she's basically like his, I don't know, agent of sorts, and she's looking for a Dragon Ball, uh, which she does acquire uh, from this Japanese village or whatever. And uh, I noticed there's a, a weird random insert shot of James Marsters. It's just like this close up of him, just to show like, and I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do anything. He's just in the room. It's just yeah. this like weird isolated close up yep. that looks like it was shot. On a soundstage, probably green screen, it's just like, oh, we should probably put a, put a shot of his face in there just so people know that he's there. <laughs> it's like, is he going to do anything? No, he's, he's there. Um, but yeah, uh, we get some uh, high school shenanigans involving Goku opening some lockers with his key, uh, which I guess shows that he is much more powerful than he allows himself to be. So he's like holding back when he's sparring with his grandpa, I guess. Um, and Chi Chi instantly recognized she like instantly knows what's up. It's, it's a little alarming, honestly, like the entire wall of lockers blows open, she just like runs over she's like you used your key. He's like, No, I didn't. <laughs> like, I, w- I wasn't staring at you all day. <laughs> Not at all. Um but yeah, he gets invited to her party, which just happens it's like trap. going on.
3: That's <laughs> a trap.
0: That's yeah. a trap. <laughs> uh,
2: insulting as a Dragon Ball fan, as a movies fan, and probably as a human. That is our next, uh, our next headline. That, that
0: is accurate.
1: That's completely yeah. accurate. Thank you for
0: that. <laughs> and it's around this time that we get uh, what Kyle had brought up. Uh, this would be Grandpa Gohan cooking a birthday dinner for Goku which does not consist of a giant fish, nor does it consist of mounds and mounds and mounds of rice, uh, but rather chicken feet and squab. Um, and uh, there's a bit here where Randall Duck Kim sucks on one of these chicken feet. It made a, it made a Kyle gag a little bit. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Yeah, do people we, eat those? Am I missing something? Oh, absolutely. They do. <laughs> I
1: had no Are idea. You,
2: have, have you been to an Asian market before?
1: Yes, all the time.
2: No no i have not
1: <laughs> no, i was you should you should go to
2: one go to one next time you're in a major city go go find the asian market and just walk around it's yeah. pretty incredible
0: yeah you will find any number of organ meats uh tripe uh you will find chicken feet you will find all the parts of the animals don't uh, bring the kids oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good
2: idea it will be a culture shock for them okay
0: uh, but yes, they most certainly do eat chicken feet. Um, and I know it here that as a uh, Goku's trying to clean himself up to go out that night, by the way, uh, very similar to Peter Parker and Uncle Ben, uh, where mm-hmm. he, ins- he shirks his responsibilities a little bit instead of hanging around for that birthday cake, which does look pretty tasty. He's like, nah, I got to go beat some ass and try to get laid, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> um, as he's trying to like do up his hair, there's a gag where his his. They're trying to do the Goku hair thing where it's yeah, all wild yeah, and poofed out yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he like applies gel to it to try to tamp it down. And then it, for a second there, he looks like Razor Ramon complete with the toothpick in the mouth. Um, but the gel doesn't <laughs> hold up. Um, and yeah, he slips out instead of uh, sticking around for his cake. And then uh, we head to the Playboy Mansion. Is basically as I read it because this is a fucking castle. This is not a house. What the fuck is this, Nick? <laughs> what
1: are you talking about? You never went to a house party like this? <laughs> <laughs> no, your, absolutely not. Dragon Ball friends. I mean, me and my Dragon Ball friends, we we were invited to parties all the time.
0: Yeah, no, th- yeah. this is this is a party at the Playboy Mansion. It, it it's literally like a castle or some shit. Like the yeah. I don't know where they shot this, but it's 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 some form of mansion. Which is also kind of weird being as like Nick, I know you're not super familiar with Dragon Ball, but have mm. you ever seen what Chi Chi looked like as a kid?
1: Is it just the same, but a younger version?
0: No, she's dressed <laughs> she's dressed in like a, a weird skimpy outfit with a cape and like a, a blade on her head, like an Ultraman what? corona. Let me look. Just gave somebody
2: Ooh. with a neck beard a boner describing that.
0: Oh, a thousand boners. But uh, and also her, her dad is the uh, the, the 9000. Yeah, her dad is a gyu gyumal, the uh the ox king. Uh, yes, so I remember that. Chi Chi is like I'm sure she comes from means, but she's not like a, you know, a a, a classy oh. rich girl. In fact, like the there's a, a quirk in in Japanese language very similar to like any other language where there are dialects and stuff and the way that she and goku speak is kind of like like what you would equate to like a a country accent so she's kind of supposed to be like a, a bumpkin she's not like a like a high class lady like like the jamie chung version we have here um anyway we're hanging out at this uh at this man, at this year mansion. Yeah. Uh Nick Kyle, there you go Kyle so you can see too. It's see weird. this would be one of those instances where I'm glad we don't have a video component. Nick has uh done a Google search for uh, Chi Chi's original uh, appearance <laughs> in in OG Dragon Ball. Um yeah, anyway, oh, <laughs> Goku has another encounter with a uh, fuller and the other goons from his high school uh who are like blocking his entry to the party. And uh, do either yes have anything to say about this quote fight sequence? Kyle's eating donuts. <laughs>
1: my, my last note I had, I had, I had made some notes up to this point. And then my last <laughs> note was, I'm getting Dungeons and Dragons vibes. I think that was the last thing I wrote.
0: Well, at least that movie had jeremy irons hamming it up and and chewing scenery and stuff to go with the bad cgi this movie just has the bad cgi it doesn't have
2: any hot (laughs) um yeah no i didn't uh i didn't pay attention to the details i didn't take any notes for this movie i didn't think i needed to um you absolutely did
0: not kyle it's fine
2: (laughs) i'm like what what notes am i going to take down that are going to contribute to this discussion
0: Well, the IMDb tribute is a lot of fun. I appreciate that. (laughs)
2: Uh, Speaking of which, uh, should have never been made, even if they had to kill someone to not make it. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) That's my favorite one so far. Uh, That's Um, the winner.
0: That's the front runner for now.
2: Um, Oh, there's a... Oh, dude, there's a lot on here. I I haven't even... This is tip of the iceberg here, dude. We have got girth and mass underneath the water. Here. <laughs> There's a lot to go.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: no, I didn't take anything from this um, other than I don't think he throws a punch. He just Mayweathers his way uh, through all these dudes. Yeah. He just he, he ducks dive dodges um zip dodge, <laughs> dive ducking yeah. <laughs> dude for some reason no drinking his urine it's sterile and i like the taste i was just walking and that popped in my head I'm like where the fuck did
0: that come from i love when that uh, happens and you you have a chuckle to yourself in public i did yeah i, I, I do that a lot <laughs> and it's embarrassing every time but you know you a, a, a good laugh is is worth just having
2: the podcast I was listening to today had me laughing out loud. Like As I was walking, my people think I'm a psychopath. I'm just walking and laughing. Um, now, uh, I didn't really take anything from this. Uh, does he even stay at the party? Like, I've He decided. does.
0: He, he hangs around for a bit. Uh, he, he has to get his Mac on, but you're absolutely right. He doesn't throw a punch. He does like Pernell Whitaker his way through these guys. Um, he manages to, to defeat, to befeat all of them without, <laughs> <laughs> without uh, throwing any punches. In fact, he causes Fuller to destroy his own car uh with a steel rod by the way holy yeah. shit this is like next level bullying yeah, it's that... like th- these aren't just bullies that are trying to rough you up they're coming at you with steel fucking rods <laughs> um and by the way fuller is uh, severely concussed here because uh goku causes he and one of the other goons to like whack each other in the fucking head with steel rods (laughs) these are normal fucking people they are severely concussed uh but goku doesn't care he just gets right into the party um and this is where it's reiterated by Chi Chi that you're different which i guess is a plus maybe (laughs) um and uh, i noted I, i just have a note here that just says fuck music (laughs) <laughs> because because the music playing here just sounds like teen fuck music from the 2000s. Um, I don't even know what teen fuck music sounds like from the 2000s. Well, was look, it? Look up the scene. You can you can find the movie readily available for free on YouTube. Okay, so Goku, uh, he chats up Chi Chi at her own party, and uh, they kind of like give each other fuck eyes for a bit. And uh, <laughs> Goku shares with her that uh, everything will be explained to me when I'm eighteen. And I'm 18. So, um, and he's basically saying like his his grandpa, he was raised alone with his grandpa, Grandpa Gohan. And uh, apparently there's some sort of prophecy that he has some sort of attachment to, but he's been kept in the dark about it his entire life. Um, And then there's a random parrot that's just at the party. Uh, they use the it as- A fucking parrot? Yeah, there's a fucking parrot positioned next to them. I was like, what is that? And then we just cut away from that. We're just done with that scene. Uh, so we cut back to grandpa Gohan back home and uh, he's meditating in front of a cake. Maybe he's doing a thing where it's like a temptation ritual where he's like <laughs> so hot, want to touch the hiney, <laughs> but he's like, no, I'm not going to eat that cake. It'll give me the diabetes. Uh, but he's meditating in front of a cake. And then uh, my, uh, who we saw in that village in Japan, just like kicks open the fucking door and starts throwing shooter can at him. Which he deftly deflects with a staff. Um, I think this was supposed to be the the noible, the the power pole as they call it in the in the English dub, yeah. which is an extending yeah. rod. Um, that uh, I think it's supposed to be that, but it never extends, and it's not really used. It's just no. it's just a staff in this I movie. Don't,
1: I don't remember Goku ever using it after that either. He but
0: carries it at one point, but he never uses it. He just, he like makes, they, the movie takes special care to like dedicate shots to him putting it in the car with them, but then they never do anything with it. It's like very clearly that's an, like an indication that maybe there, this wasn't a very organized production because we, we did slip that into the edit, but it, it has zero payoff. But uh, anyway, Grandpa Gohan deflects all these projectiles very deftly, uh, very easily, and then, oh my God! Like, I don't know if either of you guys caught this, but when Piccolo walks in the room, oh wow! Like, like James Marsters looks embarrassed. Like, he he just like he's trying to do like a tough guy walk, and he's got his fucking hood on, and he just looks like. Uh, and I'm here. <laughs> it's, it's it it is not an entrance. Like he just kind of like flops into the room. And it's supposed to be like this big bad guy reveal. And by the way, the score for this film was done by Brian Tyler. Uh, who does basically like I don't know, monster energy drink soundtracks? Like like he, he Ooh, does it. Up. yes, exactly. Uh, he does the expendables films and the fast and furious films. So that flavor. Um, so the the soundtrack in this movie is going absolutely apeshit during the sequence. And it's just like him just like Lazily clomping into the room, it's like what the fuck, man! It's like you're fucking Piccolo, man! You're like one of the coolest characters of the whole fucking thing. You're a fucking disgrace.
1: <laughs> is this where he uses the force? Because I don't know what this is, but I don't remember that ever being a thing.
0: So, okay. Um, as I said, I am bonafide. Um, Piccolo in the in the manga and the anime, he he does have some telepathic powers Mm. like he does have like telekinetic abilities like he he does have mind powers so this is not unheard of um but yes uh kyle do you have a point here
2: i was gonna ask so you're saying the music was like 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 the guy who does the monster energy drink music that's the music that plays over is it like like the soundtrack to a hernia shit
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't I, i didn't catch it I mean, try try to picture like, I don't know, like Doom 2016 music, but more melodic. So so not not as much attack and kill, but like a little bit more of a symphony backing it rather with rather than just strictly Okay. <laughs> it has okay, gotcha. a little bit more going on than that, but that's what I'm getting at though, is that the energy level of the music is up here. When what's actually happening on screen is very much just kind of like, yeah, we're I guess we're fighting. <laughs> it's like... This is the
2: this is the Aunt May, basically the Aunt May part where he like busts into the house and delivers yeah. us from
0: evil. Yes. Finish it. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to that. Um, but this is this is a very strange scene because basically Piccolo walks in, he looks embarrassed. He's like, There's no Dragon Ball here. I'm gonna peace <laughs> out. So he just like leaves. So he uses his telekinetic powers to like detain Grandpa Gohan. He like pins him to the floor and then he exits the room and then we get him poltergeist housing the house. So like the house implodes under the strength of his telekinesis. Um, but the reason I say this is a very strange scene is that um, Grandpa Gohan, as I said, now Nick, do you do you know anything about this character? like because, Like, like you said, you, you, you're a Dragon Ball Z guy, right? Grandpa,
1: Grandpa Gohan. Do I know anything about him? Yeah. No, the only thing I know is like he named his son Gohan after him. That's pretty much it though.
0: Okay. Well, the interesting thing here is that he he was a very important character in the original Dragon Ball manga. And the way he died was Goku turned into, uh, Ozaru, the giant ape, Mm -hmm. like, which literally means big ape. Um, under the full moon, and he accidentally killed his grandpa.
1: That's hardcore. I had yeah. no idea.
0: Yeah, as I'm... a child, he accidentally killed his own grandpa. Um, wow. Which is very, very different than what happens here. Um, it, it completely betrays the narrative of the character, honestly. It, it's a bizarre change, but I guess we're trying to do like an Obi-Wan Kenobi thing here, where it's like... And in fact, he manifests as a phantom later on in the story, <laughs> where he just shows up to tell him to use the Force uh aka be be true to yourself like (laughs) i think that's basically what he tells him um anyway goku is force sensitive so he he (laughs) (laughs) is aware that something bad happened to his grandpa so he has to run home uh and then oh shit sorry grandpa i wasn't here and then we have our uncle ben moment although without without the tears
2: Dude, he's at this party and he's just like kind of dancing he just like smells it and he's like oh no my uncle's in trouble and then he just like walks over the hill and he's there like it's almost immediate that he's at the house
0: yeah he he literally runs from the party back to his house in the woods <laughs> but we have our uncle Ben moment where uh, he pulls his grandpa out of the wreckage of the house and uh, uncle Ben uh, aka grandpa Gohan tells him. <laughs> And <laughs> to quote Mortal Kombat, it has begun. <laughs> <laughs> With a
2: shittier delivery, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, Randall Duck Kim, he's trying his best, but, you know, Kerry, Hiroki, Tagawa, he is not. Um, he uh, Goku has visions of the Ozaru character who was mentioned during the <laughs> opening narration, aka the Big Monkey Man. Uh, and Randall Duck Kim passes away telling him, always have faith in who you are. And then Justin Chatwin's apparently not as good as an actor as Toby McGuire, because he doesn't shed any man tears. Instead, he just puts his head on his chest and we fade to black. It's like, wow, that's some of that acting shit, I guess. Perfect. <laughs> perfect segue. Next headline. Uzaru, more like Snoozaru.
2: I'm sleep i'm sleep i'm sleep
1: i'm sleep okay I'm you, sleep. you lost me with
0: that first sentence but that that capper that i'm sleep i'm, <laughs> I'm sleep. sleep i'm sleep in russian that's what it is I'm it sleep.
2: might be a an, an esl critic maybe i don't know
0: i'm i'm inclined to believe so but i i kind of love it though i'm sleep <laughs> i'm sleep <laughs> so he buries his grandpa and he waters his plants and he goes back home. And we have like kind of a cute visual gag where he goes back to his bedroom and it's like just a hole. Like the, the house is in tatters. I don't know why he bothered to go home, but he's like Dude, opening like- doors that have like wide open walls, like hanging right there.
2: It's like France in 1944, man. It's fucking, it, it's it's demolished, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like gone. 50 it's feet gone. to his left, it's like gone. Vin Diesel's falling on pianos and shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for the rains to come. Um, but yeah, uh, he finds uh, his what will become his Goku uniform uh, in a in a like a treasure chest, essentially. And there's a weird bit of dubbing here where he opens the treasure chest and he finds the, it, it's the Kame Kamesenin, uh, the Master Roshi training garb that, you know, we, the orange and blue thing that we all think of when we think of Goku. It's in this chest and when he opens it, we hear Randall Duck Kim's, like, spectral voice from beyond just go, <laughs> 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 The folks will be with you always <laughs> No, he doesn't say anything, he just laughs. It's just this old man laughing out of nowhere It's bizarre Anyway, this is where we're introduced to Bulma. Uh, do either of you have anything to say about Bulma? Who? The girl with the green streak I mean, in her no. hair. Oh, Emmy. Emmy Rossum. Amy. There you go. The the one that gets naked a lot. Yeah. No, I got nothing. Not in this. No. No. <laughs> uh, no. So she is, like, snooping around the house, the wreckage of the house. And uh, she instantly pulls a gun on Goku in his own home, mind you in america <laughs> no. it is america <laughs> i think anyway um and she's prattling on and on about looking for something she's calling a promethean orb which she said was stolen and uh she and goku have a scuffle she actually opens fire on him like she does shoot at him. She <laughs> suppressing <at> fire him. <laughs> um, he points out that his dragon ball had four stars, the one that was given to him on his birthday, and hers has five. So very clearly they're different balls. Um, and she tries to bargain for the ball using her feminine wiles, uh, which actually does track for for the character. Um, and uh, we get like a, a very brief flashback to uh, to like I guess the family business. This would be capsule core, uh, where the my character is stealing their Prometheum Orb, aka the Dragon Ball uh we're introduced to the dragon radar which is a piece of tech which allows them to locate the dragon balls um we get <laughs> what feels like a reference to the pokemon phenomenon where uh, amy rossum says the key must be the dragon balls i have to have them all <laughs> <laughs> gotta catch them all in fact <laughs> um and uh, goku very quickly volunteers to be her bodyguard while they go to the big city to look for more balls um and when she introduces herself, she like shakes his hand and she says Bulma Briefs, which is her full name. And she like James Marster, she looks so fucking embarrassed. She's just like Bulma Briefs. <laughs> this is like, I hate myself. <laughs> um, and we're also introduced to the uh, the capsule technology in the form of her hitting a little pill that turns into an ATV. Um, It's funny because like this introduction kind of matches the manga a little bit in that like Bulma did hit him with a car the first time they met in the manga and she did shoot him the first time they met in the manga so this actually does kind of match up. only difference is in the manga he was a child and now he's a (laughs) grown-ass man which doesn't really add up Um, and yeah she most certainly did not come onto him when he was a child to try to get his balls. Um, anyway uh (laughs) goku eats some swab in the streets that's the scene that we mentioned where goku eats a large food item that's the closest we get uh to the goku thing where he eats a lot that's he's eating the turkey leg i thought it was a giant turkey
2: leg that he was eating in the street
0: you're absolutely right yeah it's a it's like a giant leg of something or other
2: Mm -hmm. so i was thinking there's two things with this i'm like one either this is just a random thing that they're putting in just to keep your attention i'm like or this is something that the character does and now I'm confirmed. Yes, he's just eating a big turkey leg.
0: Yeah, he expends a lot of energy. He eats a lot. That's like one of his. That's one of his key characteristics. He's always eaten a lot of food. I heard uh, that. And, uh, and he-
2: <laughs> I just want to real quick before we move on to the next scene. Uh, the title of the next review is
0: one word: dragon crap. Uh, it's not quite. I'm sleep, but dragon crap will do. <laughs> <laughs> that will do pig that will do <laughs> um, and uh, this is where we head to master roshi's place uh and i guess this is supposed to be an equivalent of an island nick like did you even notice this it looked like he was the
1: last house that would not submit to what i guess the government's <laughs> building <laughs> a highway or something <laughs> like no i yep. won't i won't go <laughs> no no else i won't move <laughs> I'm this thing, here. <laughs> they offered me 10 million dollars i could retire on that
2: i'm not gonna do it why would i why would i gotta move i shouldn't have to move for 10 million dollars you fucking idiot take the money walk away i don't care that you built it they took my job
0: <laughs> um yes it, it, this is like the house from up um but it's what i'm getting at here is in the in the source material it's supposed to be literally an island in the middle of the ocean um instead we get an urbanized version where it's just like apparently a meteor hit the city (laughs) (laughs) and it created a donut shaped crater around this house
2: (laughs) i mean you could also have like a nuclear bomb have just gone off and just have a scientist pulling his pipe out like fascinating the house withstood the blast (laughs) yeah just out in the middle of nowhere
0: but yeah, this is a curious interpretation of, you know, literally just an island. Um, but uh, we in, we just, like, break into the guy's house um, and we start rooting around in there. It looks like uh, the set of Nothing But Trouble uh, in the inside <laughs> of his home. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, well, there's actually a cute bit of comedy here where they're trying to be quiet as they're snooping around the house looking for the Dragon Ball. And uh, Goku, like, knocks some shit over and he does the Again, the Spider Man thing where he catches all the shit before it falls, like in like matrix time and like bullet time. But then he like misses this one little thing that just makes this like mouse sneeze, just like a ting. And then we cut to Chow Yun Fat going like holy shit. <laughs> like, like he just springs out of his bit. It's actually kind of cute. Um and then uh he has a little throwdown with uh Chao Fat's uh, Master Roshi. Um it's a I don't know, it's a nothing little mix-up, doesn't really doesn't really and- amount to much. <laughs> It's Jackie Chan
2: fighting uh, Don Cheadle in Rush Hour Two. It's like Twisting Tiger. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I know that. Uh, say We know the same thing basically. Like, oh, I know what you're doing. Your uh, your grandpa taught you that, didn't he? Like, I know him. Sure know him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's kind of like a a wink and a nod to to Kung Fu movies past, where it's like your Kung Fu is strong, but mine is stronger. Yada yada uh-huh. yada. I'm real tired tonight. Um, but yeah, uh, Goku busts out the same move that his uh his grandpa had done to him at the beginning of the movie and he, he just like blows bulma's ass across the room <laughs> yeah that was pretty good i'll <laughs> give was, him that, that, that was was pretty pretty good. Good. <laughs> um and this is where i noticed that chai and fat appears to be wearing colored contacts for some reason that's very 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 distracting um especially in close-ups and whatnot um but he's clearly trying to have fun with the character like like, I mean, the character from the source material is very kooky. He's supposed to be a pervert. He's supposed to be, like, very centered in his his martial arts discipline. But beyond that, he's just, like, a crazy old man. And he does have a little bit of that energy, but the script is so fucking flimsy that he has so little to do. But he's he's trying to be fun. He's trying to be kooky. But it, it just, I don't know, it didn't really work for me very much. But it's always cool seeing Chao Yun-Fat, just because I've seen him in so many other better movies, that's like at the very least he's he's a intriguing presence on screen even if the script or the character can't support it um and it's at this point that roshi is told that grandpa gohan Gro- gohan as he says it uh is dead and he sobers up real fucking quip and uh, he tells us a poem about the Dragon Balls. Uh, some sort of prophecy about like we got seven days but it's it's literally the ring basically it's like we, we got seven balls in seven days and then we're all dead uh and the the eclipse of the moon is the deadline for the apocalypse essentially um we find some naughty magazines as we're rooting around the apartment uh which is again it tracks with the character uh, that is a thing that you would yep. expect for this character <laughs> um and goku effortlessly finds the the dragon ball Uh, hidden in the apartment and he has a vision of the apocalypse again we get to see a clip of the evil monkey man uh, who i i guess is going to make an appearance later on the film Uh, we cut back to that airship where piccolo is hanging out and uh i guess piccolo instantly retrieves yet another dragon ball by nuking a a lake or something
2: (laughs) yeah man it's just dead fish he's like yeah it's way easier when you get rid of all the water okay uh real quick hardcore uh headline it's not a
0: movie it's an abomination <laughs> i'm still looking for a, a something to top i'm sleep but <laughs> i don't know if we'll ever find it um so we we uh we pack up the car uh to go looking for more dragon balls and this is where it gets kind of annoying that uh there's a couple of props that were really important to like early Goku in Dragon Ball, and that would be uh, the Kintone, the uh, the flying Nimbus cloud, oh, Nimbus, yeah. and uh, the Nyoi the uh, ex- the power pole, the extending yep. pole. Uh, both of those props were very, very important to early Goku um, before he could readily fly on under his own power and stuff. And uh, you know, a flying cloud would probably make looking for these uh, these balls go a little bit smoother you know a little bit but we don't have that in this movie because we're not we're not here for whimsy like we're not on board for that man but it's
2: almost like a it's almost like an ip that should probably be animated you know what i mean it's like the things you want to accomplish and the uh concepts that you're trying to get across here are probably best suited for animation
0: Yeah, it's almost like literally everything from the source material would look incredibly fucking stupid in live action. (laughs) Yeah, you know? Pretty crazy. It's almost like even the most basic of character designs replicated in live action would look utterly foolish. (laughs) Like, I
2: even know what Piccolo looks like from the cartoon. Like, I know what he looks like. I'm like, this is not him. If you were to say that this is him, it's like, it's not him.
0: No, absolutely not. In fact, that, that's that's yet another point. It's like, I don't even know which Piccolo this is supposed to be because, believe it or not, Kyle, there is more than one Piccolo. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> There's a Piccolo Daimal and Piccolo Jr. And they're two very different Piccolos. And neither of them look like this Piccolo. And one of them's a bad guy through and through and the other one starts out as a bad guy. He gets better, though, and he becomes a friend to Goku's son many many years later (laughs) i don't know which fucking piccolo this is supposed to be and it's very very confusing and vexing because of that anyway (laughs) so uh we pack up the car and uh it's here where goku begins his training which actually is a a decent reference to the source material because that's basically all dragon ball ever is like, add it, add, like if you break it down to its core elements, Dragon Ball is training and fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, the lessons are learned along the way, but in essence, it's just training, fighting, training, fighting. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all love that formula. It's like a Rocky movie, essentially. <laughs> or, or an early Jackie Chan movie, which served as a lot of the inspiration for a lot of early Dragon Ball stuff. Um oh. So the, the training here comes in the form of all the, all the stuff that they're taking on their journey, uh, Roshi, Bulma, and Goku, uh, instead of loading it into the back of the car like you would, uh, they throw it into a backpack and make Goku <laughs> carry it, <laughs> yeah. which again, actually, it, that's cute, because that is, that is some Dragon Ball shit. Like That actually did you know elicit a smile uh, when I saw that. I was like, yeah, that, that, that's what I would expect from a Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, um when people when people ask for proof god doesn't
0: exist i direct them to this movie <laughs> <laughs> Deadline. okay that one's pretty solid i like that yeah. <laughs> very succinct very direct um and it's here where uh, we cut to uh, a temple ground where uh fat says we're going to train here and it's supposed to be a secret and then we we crest the hill and we find, oh shit! There's a bunch. Of, there's a bunch of like scantily clad teenagers beating on each other up here. <laughs> so apparently, yeah. this is like the teen hangout spot now. And uh, Jamie Chung is there, and she's kicking people. I don't know what the scene is supposed to be.
1: <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know if this is supposed to be like the tournament scene, because if it is, it's nothing like w- what it should be or is. So, Kyle, I know you mentioned the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles character. Is that coming? It's him yeah that's him yeah who what what
2: is I it i don't know his name it's the guy <laughs> it's him the guy <laughs> the guy the guy that he, they're in the hole and he's like oh whoa oh. hey what you guys doing yeah, oh
0: totally <laughs> oh I, I yeah i thought
2: he was eight is he
0: adr or is he is that him talking i, I think was, that's him talking yeah no he's
2: uh he is he's definitely a teenage mutant ninja turtle
0: Okay, so what what Kyle's talking about here is we have this brief moment at the training grounds where basically it's just an excuse for Jamie Chung and Justin Chatwin to make fuck alleys at each other a bit more. serves no purpose whatsoever. It's a complete just like plot cul-de-sac. It's like, what are we doing? This movie is a plot cul-de-sac. What are you talking about? (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) I'm trying my fucking best, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Trying. But we get back on the road and uh, we have some of the most god-awful green screen you will ever see this is this is so if you've ever seen a sitcom from the 90s this is jerry seinfeld in his sob taking a taking a ride down the road like the the background is just jittery (laughs) going fucking ape shit while they're just like very like holding the steering wheel completely still and then the background's just like freaking the fuck out I was getting flashbacks to Muppet Babies or something, but um, (laughs) Goku is being given a training exercise where he has to do a handstand and shoot ki out of his hands to blow up an orange or some shit. Uh, The car crashes and we fall into a fucking hole, and we're introduced to another character from the source material, the character that Kyle was talking about, the Ninja Turtles-esque character that Kyle was talking about, Yamcha. (laughs) Uh, No, what he
2: should do what some of his training should be is like sometimes when you go pee and there's a split and it goes in two different, in two separate directions (laughs) is try to get it into the bowl. (laughs) That's part of his training because I don't know. He's just standing on his, have you ever seen those, those like memes of like, people go to the bathroom and it gets all over the place. I'm like, it was this person going to the bathroom like this and you have like a dude doing a handstand over <laughs> it? That's what I thought of when, he, when I saw him doing this. I was like, is he trying to pee? Is he trying to pee?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Solid. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I'd rather take a crap on my iPad and smear it all over my eyes than watch Dragon Ball Evolution again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. We're reviewing it right here, right now, right now.
0: <laughs> See, specifics and comedy, uh, they they do come in handy every once in a while. Smear it on my iPad. <laughs> Take a shit on my iPad. There
2: are 308 one-star reviews. That's 308 <laughs> shots fired at this movie. So I've got more. So we'll just
0: no nerds on the internet having opinions about <laughs> Dragon Ball. Are you kidding, <laughs> Kyle? <laughs> there's a lot of ponytails on here too (laughs) too big just from the names i can tell from the names i'm
2: like weeb weeb uh darth furious that's a good
0: that's a good name i mean that's a counter-strike name right there (laughs) that's a battlefield name right there uh but yeah we're introduced uh to yamcha uh who bulma initially tries to like Charm with her feminine wiles, which again is on brand for her. Um, but then Chai Fad Fat is ahead of her. He's like, hey, uh, that guy up there, he's the one who dug the fucking hole that we fell in.
2: Wait, so the Emmy uh, Rossum, is that who you're talking about? She's the one who uses her, yeah. her lady bits. Uh, she was a child when he showed me a picture of her. Is, is she the, the photo that he showed me of her? No. Different
0: character. Different character. Okay. okay. That, was, that was the Jamie Chung character. That's Chi Chi.
2: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Who was also a uh, child in the in the comic? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> like I said, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Yamcha is introduced to us here, and uh, Kyle was not exaggerating when he replicated his speech pattern. He, he's. You kind of think he's dubbed for a second because he's so exaggerated. He's like a surfer dude dialed up to 11. He's Sean Penn. It's Spicoli. Yeah, he's Spicoli dialed up to 11. Um, He's portrayed by June Park, by the way, uh, who was a pre-K-pop star. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the days before we had K-pop, there was just Korean pop music um he he was a part of a group called god or god (laughs) Um, that that was very very popular in the 2000s um but yeah he is here playing yamcha and uh he does fuck all in this movie uh, which is kind of extraordinary because yamcha (laughs) these days even kyle even you might have been exposed to some of these yamcha is a fucking meme like he, he is an international meme Especially, especially it. in Spanish-speaking circles, he's a very popular meme. There's that image of him laying in the crater, Nick, after he's after he's been killed in the in the opening seasons of of Dragon Ball Z. Killed oh, how spoiler. many times? Oh yeah, Yamcha <laughs> dies like every five minutes. It's it's a, it's it's a joke. It's a meme. It's kind of a it's kind of like a Casey
2: Jones. That's why I felt like he he was just kind of an addition who's not really that impressive. Like
0: he's just kind of there. Well, yeah, in Dragon Ball Z, that is kind of what Yamcha ended up being relegated to, like that kind of role. He was like the sideline, like cheerleader of sorts. But like in Dragon Ball and in like early Dragon Ball Z, he was a competent fighter. Like, like he he was very capable. In fact, that he kind of roughed up Goku the first time they met, and he'd be like a consistent training partner of his. Um, he's just kind of like a Goku groupie, I guess. But in this movie, he does fuck all. Like, I don't even think he throws a single punch at anger. <laughs> I don't even think he throws a punch at all. He holds a gun. He, yeah, he he digs a fucking hole is what he does. <laughs> <laughs> he excavates for them. That's what he does. He drives the car. Oh, my God. He does the Marion from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He's the driver. <laughs> we don't have anything for you to do, Yamcha. Uh, how about you drive? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Shit. Oy. I can't believe I tied it back to Crystal Skull. Um, anyway, uh, we're stuck in this fucking hole for the entire night, and uh, this is where we have to be told about the Dragon Balls for the third or the fourth time in, in about 20 minutes. Uh fat tells us a story in front of the campfire, and by the way, uh, speaking of Ninja Turtles, the, the fire turns into a visual aid for him, kind of like when Splinter shows up to talk to the turtles. Yeah. Uh.
2: Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh I got a double header here real quick. Uh Dragon Ball fail you failution instead of evolution, failution. It it's it doesn't translate very that well. That doesn't
0: that doesn't roll wow. off the tongue very well. Uh
2: but that segues into is there a such thing as movie rape? Uh <laughs> I feel like <laughs> this person uh watching this was the equivalent of that. Uh wow oh. a little bit of an overreaction i think i
0: was about to is say it... that that review was probably posted before the 2010s <laughs> i can smell oh yeah it, i could smell the bo coming off
2: of this one no it's from 2009
0: <laughs> there you go that
2: sounds right that is
0: that is a greasy ponytail i mean to quote to quote heath ledger's joker very poor choice of words <laughs> very poor choice of words um but yeah we're told again about how the dragon balls work you use them to. Summoned a dragon named Shenron or Shenlong as they call him here and uh it's here where Chow Yun-Fat kind of surprises everybody in the room by effortlessly jumping out of the hole might you do that earlier (laughs) yeah he was burying
2: the lead there why didn't he just jump like what was he waiting for I'm like I was like I was trying to rationalize it in my head I'm like maybe he was just like we were gonna take a rest anyway so I was just gonna fuck with this dude but no I, I don't think that's what it was he's just like just waiting. I don't know why it was really stupid, or maybe he was ga- gaining his
0: strength. I don't know. Now, see, in a better movie, you would you would draw attention to that. You would, you would do the Marvel thing where you where you like put a hat on it, or you just have somebody confront him about that, and you just be like, "Oh, I, I need a rest. Like, I had a kink yeah. in my shoulder." <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, they are still searching for the Dragon Ball, and apparently, it just so happens to be under the ground, in the very same hole that they just escaped from. Uh, so they. Uh, threaten Yamcha with physical violence uh, and coerce him into loaning them his construction equipment. He just happens to have a fucking drill or something in the back of his car, uh, so they dig a hole and uh, Yamcha uses the line "Everything happens for a reason, bro," <laughs> which is very. I lovely. heard that in a, I heard that on some daytime television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, We cut back to the airship, and uh, Piccolo uh, uses his uh, super devil juice (laughs) to make a (laughs) monster.
2: Yeah, he he hands-free ejaculates into a tube, (laughs) and then the tube turns stuff. As we all do. Uh, and the tube turns into putty <laughs> monsters,
3: basically. <laughs> Just- <laughs> that's what I, was- I want
2: uh, one of those things. That's awesome.
3: Uh,
1: Are these supposed to be the Cybermen?
0: No, they can't be, Nick. <laughs>
1: I know. That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, is this their version? Is this how they're trying to do Cybermen? See, this. This will is- be fucking stupid.
0: Of course, it can't be them. God. <laughs> I mean, be- before I before I explain this, like, I I'm sorry. <laughs> Hands free. <laughs> if i took a screen cap of that that's no nobody would think it was anything but that like there's no way you could read the visuals of that sequence any other way because it, it is james marsters in full-on green man makeup going ah! <laughs> in a, in a oh i'm coming
1: i gotta look it up now
3: <laughs>
0: I mean, I can Uh, picture it right now. Unless
2: he's got silver blood, like what? What was the color of the uh, the fluid that's
0: that is excreted? It's it's green. Thankfully, (laughs) maybe I bet you they had to fix that in post. Like it was, it was probably something else. They they probably had to like the sensors of the production crew were like, oh, we we got to make that green. (laughs) People are gonna have have thoughts about that. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, uh, in the manga. Uh, Piccolo Daimao, or a King Piccolo, as he's sometimes called, uh, like Demon King Piccolo, the bad Piccolo from Dragon Ball. Uh, he he would barf up henchmen out of like he he like make eggs in himself and then barf them up. So like his henchmen would come out of his mouth in the form of an egg.
3: <gasps> oh, 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 just
0: I mean, one hundred percent, Kyle. If you Google it, you will find disturbing <laughs> images of a, of a green skinned man barfing up eggs. Uh, that turned into dinosaur people. Um, It's a thing. (laughs) It's fantastic IP. this is great. Yeah, it's it's really great choice.
2: (laughs) Nick, are you visualizing Ace Ventura doing it or did you find the video?
0: Hanging out of the back of the rhino?
2: (laughs) Oh, he feeds the bird. Oh, (laughs) Oh, God. Is
0: this it? Yes. Nick found it. Yeah. Wait, Nick. wait. Nick's play the He's gonna shoot. He's shooting right now. <laughs> 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 it's even worse than I thought. It's even worse than I remember. We, uh, we, we, <laughs> we like snap zoom three different times, like ah! <laughs> Dude,
2: that looked powerful. I think he's gonna need some peanut butter crackers <laughs> like a Gatorade after that. Hey, <laughs> get this get man a, a cookie. <laughs>
0: oh Oh, fuck um yeah so in the manga like i said he would puke up eggs that would turn into henchmen i guess the movie's interpretation of that is that his blood using the powers of technology makes makes monster men makes his monster grow if you will um sure that that's that's a, a thing but um to answer your question nick um this can't be a a reference to the Cybermen because those are from Dragon Ball Z. And so much of this interpretation of the character, again, there are two Piccolos <laughs> is based in Dragon Ball, which makes me think, no, it can't be a reference to that. But then again, I don't think this is a reference to anything because the, the manga version of the character did not have henchmen like this like i think they were named like tambourine cymbals and drum and uh, they were all like dinosaur men with wings and shit they weren't whatever oh, yeah. the fuck this thing is by the way i want to say that uh tom woodruff jr might be playing this monster thingy um kyle that's important to note because that's the guy who made most of the aliens uh and portrayed most of the aliens in the film oh. franchise. I'm familiar yes yes you are familiar <laughs> 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 I I am aware of this aware. and then uh we cut to the uh the volcano zone um oh, <laughs> I was watching this I'm like ooh Trevor's gonna love this CGI wait it's rough I mean, I'll, I will give them some credit for the like the replicating effect of the monster like that actually doesn't look half bad where it, it's like it gets dis membered and like it turns into multiples of itself like that actually looks okay but good god this volcanic background looks looks this looks like nick arcade or something uh if either of you get the reference i don't know that you would i am the oldest person in the room um anyway our heroes are ambushed by the monster that we just saw like be born two seconds ago so there's no build up for this thing's arrival it just no, it just no. appears
2: <laughs> saruman, saruman doesn't even like give him the history like of his like of his race and like how they came to be or teach him how to fight it's just like no no no. you you, you you're from my come boys you just know how to you know how to fight he's like
0: but father you never even gave me a name
2: <laughs> come boys i just named you come boy one come boy two come boy
0: three come boy four Geez, I yeah. came a lot today. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Broke I'm a abo- rib. <laughs> it's like I'm above quota. Um. Anyway, the gimmick for this monster is that uh they're very easily dismembered, but uh they're like a hydra. Every time you slice a part of them off, uh a new one grows in its place. Uh, so they end up making more trouble for themselves by fighting them. And actually, this is like one of the very, very, very few sequences in the movie that I can't give it some credit for um not in execution but in in terms of scripting like the ideas at work this this is very goku this is very dragon ball um the idea of him creating a bridge out of these uh, seemingly fireproof creatures so basically the dragon ball is like across a field of lava which goku can't fly in this movie uh, he doesn't so field
2: have or a field or a pit i feel like lava is more of a pit situation
0: I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a flava pit. Flava, um, yeah, there we go. Um. So the way he gets across here is he notices that when they throw the monsters into the lava, they don't sink. And apparently they're not superheated to the point that you can stand on them. <laughs> it's a leap in logic, but I'll allow it. Um, anyway- it's, the lab- it's basically the labyrinth. Oh, you haven't seen the labyrinth yet. Nick, it's the labyrinth. You know
2: the oh. fart stones? Yes. Yeah, the fart <laughs> stones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You'll get we'll get there someday, Trevor. Don't worry.
0: I'm looking forward to it because you've talked mm-hmm. about plenty, and I I really ought to see it at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been judged. <laughs> I've been judged. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he uh, real... makes himself a, a series of like footholds, like basically he makes a bridge out of these monster corpses. Oh, sorry,
2: I was I, I was waving you on. Yeah, keep going. Uh, uh, the next title is this movie gave me cancer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oof
0: that's um, that's that's pretty heavy it's pretty heavy um around here goku when he, every time he picks up a dragon ball in case you haven't noticed he does seem to have some sort of vision of the apocalypse and i have not researched this but my eyes tell me that they used some stock footage from armageddon and potentially independence day during this montage of the apocalypse i could be wrong but there are, there are certain special effects shots that stand out to me that I'm like, I think I've seen that somewhere else. Hmm. And, in fact, I had that happen to me uh, just last week when I finally watched uh, Spider-Man Far From Home where I noticed Thomas Hayden Church was not in this movie. Theresa no, sh- Fons was not in this movie. That footage is from 2007, sir. Yes, sir. No, they were not in that movie they They were portrayed by CGI characters and stock footage from what I could mm-hmm. tell, because there's a there's a couple of angles and a couple of looks that we do get of those actors without makeup or CGI. And it's like, yeah, that ain't what Thomas Hayden Church looks like today. <laughs> like that is him from two thousand and seven on a lot of steroids because <laughs> he was pretty serious about getting Jacked for the Sandman. because <laughs> you know that that was it? Was it sideways? Was that the movie? Yeah yeah that that sideways money doesn't last forever so you gotta jump on that shit you gotta pay for that hgh so you can play the sandman <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah and ned and St- <laughs> ned and stacy wasn't a huge hit i mean it only had a few seasons so <laughs> <laughs> um
0: anyway uh my uh the lady with the aggressive bang she shows up and she gets her ass kicked like she does fuck all here um, she punches Goku square in the fucking face, and he doesn't even—he doesn't even sell it at all. He doesn't—he no sells it in the extreme. Um, and then we cut to a uh, temple, uh, which is overli- overlooking a stadium, which is where a tournament, a martial arts tournament, is being staged. That uh, Chi Chi had been asking Goku about earlier. Apparently, there's—this is supposed to be like the Tenkaichi Budokai. Uh, The—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's a recurring tournament in the dragon ball universe it's a it's a thing it pops up plenty of times it's one of the most awesome things the whole franchise has ever done um here it's just a total afterthought it's like it, it's never even spoken on screen they just call it the tournament so it's like it's up to you to to recognize it as that or not but we spend so little time there that it doesn't even matter
2: is this where they open up the door and there's a bunch of guys being trained like it's a James Bond movie where they just like go over the hill and there's just people fighting i mean essentially yeah <laughs> is that, oh, it's like this super secret place that nobody knows about that you can learn to fight and they go over the hill and it's just like oh uh, yeah of that high was the, that was
0: the training the training grounds from earlier like this oh, okay, this is okay. an actual indoor like man-made stadium uh uh-uh. no, this is nothing. like the the finale of every karate kid movie essentially <laughs> minus ah, okay. minus yeah. the crowd because we couldn't afford that is
2: this where he's trying to do the ball with the with the candle
0: that's like every other scene <laughs> uh, uh, this is where we're introduced to unexpected ernie hudson though
2: oh yeah unexpected oh, ernie geez. hudson uh, no merciful god would allow this to happen is the next <laughs> review <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah that's a good one who oh,
1: man. who is Her- Ernie Hudson supposed to be? What is this? I don't <laughs> I, I don't know
2: what's happening. Okay, right now bro, real quick. Okay. So they had to dye his eyebrow. And did he have a did he have a soul patch here? Did he have just like the little the flavor saver down there? I what's think what did was just like what's happening? Just lean lean your head back a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, just sprayed it real quick.
0: I just had some silver spray paint. <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah, uh so nick is apparently questioning his role in the universe right now (laughs) (laughs) he's having a breakdown live on the webcam (laughs) what are we doing (laughs) oh no man oh good feeling oh feel good (laughs) um yeah. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. He was, Nick was drinking <laughs> uh, near spit take. Um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck Ernie Hudson is doing here other than collecting a paycheck, uh, <laughs> repainting his kitchen, resurfacing his bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause yeah, uh, this is again where I have to ask Nick. So do you, do you know anything about the Mafuba, um, from Dragon Ball?
1: Uh, I don't think, it doesn't sound familiar. If I saw a picture, maybe, but it doesn't sound familiar at all.
0: Okay, so the Mafuba or Mafuba, as they call it in this movie, um, is the the prop that they sealed Piccolo in. The King Piccolo, Evil Piccolo, or OG Piccolo, oh, uh, yeah, in, no. like prior to, to the events of Dragon Ball and stuff. Um, In Dragon Ball, uh, the Mafuba could be And any container, it just required a special talent and and like skill applied to it to to seal some something or someone into. So in Dragon Ball because remember Dragon Ball is a kooky fucking manga, and has a dog president and a great green skinned alien man as its God. In this movie, it's represented as like a like a ceremonial clay pot that you have to you have to go up high on the hill and talk to Ernie Hudson with his bad (laughs) makeup to get. Like it's a special thing, it's a sacred thing. In the manga, it's a it's a rice cooker. Nice. Like it's it's a modern rice cooker. It just has like a it has like a little sticker slapped on it saying, like this is special. (laughs) (laughs) Because we said so. It's a joke. Use this for piccolo yeah no it, it's it's supposed to be a gag um, but here it's like no and Fat has to go have an audience with the the lesser Ghostbuster <laughs> to get the sacred jar to put the green-skinned alien man no. in <laughs> it's like no it, like you really you could be anything as long as you know the incantation or whatever apparently they brought it back for like Dragon Ball Super or something but really? anyway like the, again this is like a reference to the source material but it's a flubbed reference so why bother making it in the first place anyway we cut to the tournament and uh chichi is just beating mai's ass like mai's there um and uh she's getting her ass kicked which seems to be a recurring thing at least in this stage of the movie um but it turns out that she throws the fight because she's just trying to get chichi's blood uh so she like bows out of the competition oh, yeah. and leaves yeah. and she like takes a she like takes a cut out of Chi Chi's arm and walks away with a vial of her blood um and uh we know we cut to yamcha and bulma flirting in the market and uh this kyle is where goku is doing the hand jive uh with the candles okay yeah this is where she calls him out for cheating uh, so I've, I've rung, I've rung the
2: sponge out on the one star reviews. Uh, so I've decided that uh, to continue contributing to this podcast episode, uh, I'm going to read use one star user reviews from Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice. Um, and this one is a uh, criminal v. Terrorist, Dawn of Toilets, an insult to Batman and Superman heroes, <laughs> super, superheroes
0: okay i kind of love that dawn of toilets okay. get gets yeah. a salute for me i like that there you go. <laughs> uh, oh, i'm sorry one more uh
2: boring man versus superman dawn of who gives a crap <laughs>
1: <laughs> kyle see if you can find any variation of i'm sleep in those reviews
2: <laughs> oh, i'm working i'm working you guys keep talking about the movie yeah maybe they're a
0: preferred user on imtv <laughs> uh so yeah uh master roshi uh, teaches Goku the Kamehameha, uh, which is represented by him doing some stuff with his hands and throwing uh, <laughs> smoke rings at <and> candles. <laughs> yeah. It's him throwing Baby Godzilla donut fire rings.
2: <laughs> he's he, he's having a lot of trouble with this. And he just like he tries to do one, and and then we like cut away, and it looks like he's been doing it for a while, and he just like doesn't quite get it. And he's just like oh. I guess I'm done. I'm going to yep. go try to light the candle
0: now. Yeah, so his task is that there's a series of candles positioned around him that he has to use his key uh, to put out without touching basically. Um, and he can't quite get it. and He's he's frustrated. By the way, it, it just <laughs> oh fuck it just occurred to me uh, that a lot of this movie makes me think of that god awful Forbidden Kingdom movie. Do either of you remember that horseshit?
2: Uh, one of these users definitely did because they're like, go watch Forbidden Kingdom. It's way better. Yeah. Forbidden
1: Kingdom. Is that with Nick Cage? Isn't there one mm-hmm. with Nick Cage? Probably.
0: Um, there is. I forget what it's called, but there, uh, he made a movie in China with Hayden Christensen. Uh, that oh, it's, no. it's, it's like a, it's like a sword, sword and sorcery movie uh, that boy. was filmed in China. No. Um, John Cusack did one of those as well with Jackie Chan. Uh, it's a sword and sorcery tale in China.
2: Wait, uh, is that where? Yeah, uh, where John Cusack is in like the full-on like Chinese battle battle yeah. stuff? Oh yeah.
0: gosh! And I that's, think Adrian Brody's the villain in it,
2: dude. That's a front cover movie. I'm like, that looks awful, and that looks like a lot of fun. That was definitely something that I thought about watching.
0: <laughs> and there's a lot of those, Kyle. In fact, we did one. The season of the witch was pretty close oh, to that. That was yeah. one of those forgotten Nick Cage films. Uh, there's also what the seventh son with um, Jeff yeah. ridges that yeah. I, I was actually getting confused with uh season of the witch uh, before we got to it. Um But yeah, there's a whole fuck ton of shitty medieval movies out there from that era, from like the early 2010s, I want to say. Uh, but yeah, it, it just occurred to me like, Oh fuck. A lot of this movie really makes me think of that piece of shit forbidden kingdom movie where it's like, it's it's vaguely Asian in its presentation, and then we got the the sloppy white kid in the lead that <laughs> that's like flanked on either side by vastly more talented older Asian guys. <laughs> it's like uh, anyway, Goku doesn't fucking get it. Uh but thankfully Chi Chi shows up and she's like, Hey, like, so I have an idea. If every time you blow out one of these torches with your hand powers, you get to take a step closer to me. He's like, uh, okay. So it, that, that works for him. So he, he like blows out a couple of them and then he fucks up at one point. She's like, wow, you are dumb. <laughs> um, but uh, she tells him like, you got to do it your way, bro. So he does it his way. And instead of blowing out one of the candles at a time, he blows out all of them at once because he's Goku and he's good like that and he's got to get some of that. Um, And he has himself a smooch with Chi Chi because he did garbage. the thing. It's filth. It's garbage. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny because on one end, him blowing out all the candles at once again is actually very Goku-like. That is a Goku move. He, he's mm-hmm. he is very much the. The the Captain Kirk in any scenario where it's like he doesn't believe in the no-win scenario. Like if if you give him a binary option, he'll some he'll somehow fudge the logic and give you a third option out of nowhere. Um, so that's very in line with the character, but then him doing it to get in someone's no, pants no is, way, yeah. is not at I'm, all very Goku-like.
1: No
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna try to finger bang Chi Chi. <laughs> <laughs> we must collect all the Dragon Balls. To stop. King Piccolo. Have <laughs> a wish and it will be for infinitely more wishes.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, that would be fantastic. Insert Shatner into pretty much anything. It'll make it infinitely better. <laughs> oh shit. That's a guy that I need to see do more martial arts on film. Is Bill Shatner because you know what? He was never any good at it but he loved fucking doing it. <laughs> and I loved watching him do it. <laughs> the the, uh, the uh, sacred art of the wall drop kick, <laughs> and, and the double axe handle. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs>
0: Expert practitioner of the double axe handle, Captain Kirk. Um, anyway, he has himself a smooch. We fade to black. Uh, and we get some shenanigans involving my masquerading as Chi-Chi. So both Bulma and Yamcha mm. run across Chi Chi, like sneaking out of Goku's bedroom in their dwelling. I, I don't know where the fuck we are, Pre- presumably yeah. the temple above the city. And they both think, like, oh shit, she snuck in and like he got some of that. And then Goku shows up and he's like, Hey guys, what are you doing? And they're <laughs> like, Oh no, he wasn't in the room. <laughs> so they they all come to realize, like, oh, wait, that Chi Chi's not Chi Chi, that's an imposter Chi Chi. So we get Chi Chi on Chi Chi violence. Uh-huh. It's, uh it's a nifty little fight. Uh and Goku dives through fire to try to stop the fighting. We actually get a legitimately kind of hilarious beat where he beats the fuck out of <laughs> Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi. <laughs> like he relentlessly beats the fuck out of Chi-Chi. Like like <laughs> like Mel Gibson in The Patriot when he gets that guy with the hat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kyle had mentioned like while we were recording, like during the break that he started watching the Simpsons, uh, a good Simf- Simpsons reference that you probably don't have under your belt at the moment, yep. but one that you should is uh stop, stop. He's already dead. <laughs> so it's, it's one of my very favorites and that's right. exactly what happens here. Uh, so now I'm
2: just switching up movies. I'm just going to be picking random movies and doing the one-star reviews of them. Uh, this one is Forrest Gump. Bring your puke bag.
1: <laughs> what's what?
0: it yeah that's it. bring your puke bring bag. your puke bag no other context yeah <laughs> do me a favor and uh next opportunity you get look up something for nothing but trouble got it uh folks at home uh, aside from our comprehensive review of the predator franchise uh, i believe nothing but trouble was the first catching up on cinema episode uh, between uh-huh. kyle and i um anyway uh goku beat up the wrong Chi is why that's funny because she's like Goku, stop, and he's just like, no bitch, you gotta die. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, my escapes, and uh, because we gotta wrap this bitch up, uh, she has all of the Dragon Balls. So all that, all that searching, all that hunting we did was for naught. Like, like all of the Dragon Balls have now been grabbed by Piccolo, um, and Goku gets shot with like a green gas gun of some sort. Yeah. And yep. he is nearly killed. I was like, holy shit, this Goku is lame. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. He is nearly killed, such that uh, yun Fat has to resuscitate him. Um, he is like at the brink of death, and he has a vision of his grandpa walking on water, by the way. Um, and he's like, hey, Goku, what's up? It's not your time yet. Uh, you should wake up now so you can. Go deal with the big monkey man that we've been teasing the entire movie. Um, and he has the uh, the refrain of always have faith in who you are. Um, Goku is resuscitated, so he doesn't die here, obviously. Uh, and we take off uh, with the Mafuba in tow uh, to hopefully imprison King Piccolo. Uh, Piccolo uses the Dragon Balls to do a thing that I didn't know you could do. Uh, he summons a temple out of nowhere. I don't know what this is supposed to be, but basically he gathers all the Dragon Balls and uh, a Mortal Kombat Outworld Temple <laughs> rises up from the ground underneath him, just out of out of nowhere. Sure. <laughs> uh,
2: one star review for uh, Nothing But Trouble. As funny as a tumor. <laughs>
0: Jeez, a lot of talk of cancer, man. Yeah. I'm going with.
2: I'm gonna go with uh, Spider Man two thousand one next. Okay. Go for 2002. It. Sorry, 2002. Yeah, you go get that right, Carl. Gall, <laughs> <Goal, laughs> idiot, fucking nerds.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, anyway, Yamcha, uh, is the driver here, so he's driving our party to the final battle here. And uh, Chayun Fat and Piccolo throw key blasts at each other very colorful key blasts. I believe his is blue and Piccolo's is red, which is curious because red is kind of a rare color for this kind of thing in dragon in in the anime um but that's what they decided to go with because you know star wars is a thing and red lightsabers generally mean bad guy um so may as well ape you know one of the most successful franchises in film history uh and the car crashes p blasts collide everybody goes flying everywhere goku suits up he just happened to have his uniform that he stole from his dead grandpa Uh, in the backseat of the car he puts it on for reasons unknown so we can uh, have some clips to insert into the trailer to make all the kids happy like i recognize the thing it's like he's wearing the blue and the orange i know that i understood that reference and uh piccolo does a superhero landing which uh if you're not familiar is basically the thing where you drive one knee Mm -hmm. and your knuckles into the ground when you land would probably hurt like a motherfucker in real life um, but it's the thing that iron man did in 2008 so you better fucking believe piccolo will do it in 2009 um and i noticed there's a really weird color correction halo on james marster's face where i don't know if like maybe they didn't finish his makeup that day or something because just like there's this weird green blotch hovering like this this green funk cloud hanging around his head. It's like, that's uh, the, it's smeared. Like, it's not just localized entirely on his face. It's like kind of staining the walls around him as well. It's very odd.
1: I'm sure at this point, people were just
0: hoping the pain would end so they wouldn't pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I could believe that. Um, but he tells Goku here, and this is supposed to be a big reveal, that uh, Ozaru, the, uh, the big ape man that we've been teasing for the entire movie, he's like, uh, Goku's like, yeah, I'm going to beat up the big ape man. He's like, but, but you are the big ape man. <laughs> <laughs> and then the eclipse happens that we've been teasing throughout the entire movie. And I, uh, sure enough, Goku turns into a big, scary ape man, but not that big. Now, Nick, do oh. you remember, do you remember the big apes from, from Dragon Ball?
1: Yeah. They were like as big as a freaking building. Yeah. Uh, and they had tails. I yeah. How remember. big was this ape, Nick? <laughs> it was like uh, just a human, a human sized
0: 5'10 maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, hunched, out. he's like hunched over, so maybe like 5'8, but like, yeah, 5'10, 5'11. Wayne's standing up straight.
1: <laughs> Kyle, did you see it coming? Were you expecting that? Were you blown
2: away? Uh, When he is holding a shit and he turns into a wolf? No, I did not see that coming.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it's telegraphed well in advance, but it's just like why <laughs> it's like why and if if you know it looks that bad and you can't tell me they didn't know it looked that bad then why even do it <sighs> this
3: movie.
2: i couldn't find a good spider-man uh those people are just unimagined like they, they they have no imagination they're uh, they're weak they're weak-minded fools Uh, but I think I will uh, find a good one in the next movie that I'm looking at so uh, I should be able to wrap wrap it up with a good one
0: okay Okay. well anyway uh, apparently I I have seen behind the scenes footage of this I did actually go that far and look that shit up Um, there was a a makeup appliance version of the Ozaru character unbelievably it looks even worse than what we got in the finished film Uh, (laughs) uh, yeah it's pretty horrendous Ouch. um anyway amid all the chaos so we have our main character turning into unexpectedly turning into an ape man and presumably taking a giant fucking shit at the same time uh, at least that's what his face told me um, amid <laughs> totally. all that chaos we also have uh, a random insert shot of chai fat throwing his hands up in the air and saying <laughs> and then a really a really embarrassing shot of james marster's spinning Undoing the the Zangief spinning glariat in inside of a, a CGI tornado. Wait, uh, did
2: Chao Yun Fat suck Goku back to life? Did he? Does he? Did it, Is this where he brings him back, or is Goku been knocked out yet?
0: That happened like two scenes ago. <laughs> oh, where he's just like. <laughs> And he does
2: his whole his whole it, thing it was yeah really he, weird he
0: did he did a kamehameha cpr on him mm-hmm. oh i forgot about
2: that yeah uh real quick uh this is from star wars episode one this review headline is it's like seeing a friend getting beaten to death <laughs> oh fuck wow damn (laughs) holy shit hire a decorator to come in here quick because damn (laughs) you ever
0: seen green street hooligans yeah
2: (laughs) yeah Uh, these are these are good
0: yeah yamcha gets bodied i don't even remember by what but he just goes flying (laughs) at some point (laughs) doesn't matter he's out go (laughs) like i said he's totally useless in this movie uh, piccolo blows up what is supposed to be our only hope in the form of the ma Ba. Uh, so he blows up the oh. jar very easily takes two seconds um and chai and fat is about to get chokeslammed by a uh, big old monkey man goku and he stops him by telling him ozaru can't be beaten with fists only with faith can you win don't let ozaru destroy the goku in you and knowing is half the battle (laughs) Um, and uh yeah uh master roshi dies cool um and then uh goku decide he decides to win today so he he very conveniently turns (laughs) back into goku uh and he cites there are no rules just like his grandpa had told him (laughs) at the beginning of the movie uh and then it's just him him and piccolo throwing throwing shit at each other (laughs) yeah it's just it's just like hand jive and explosions and people flying on wires is utterly incomprehensible there's no technique behind any of this there's there are no references to to spot in here like there's not a single nameable technique or move issued by either Um, character it is just colors noise and explosions Um, and james marsters looks utterly embarrassed the whole time Uh, we even get some matrix fly fighting in here, except without the money because, uh, the matrix films were very, very expensive and pioneered a lot of visual effects technology. So it's just very clearly two guys hanging on wires, trying desperately not to like, I don't know, decapitate, depacketate each other with their (laughs) wire rigs, (laughs) but it's really embarrassing. Uh, we do get a bit where they throw each other through like rock surfaces and stuff, which is very Dragon Ball. Like, that is a thing that happens. Like, the environment always has to get blasted to shit every time we have a throwdown in Dragon Ball, especially yep. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Bulma's having a fight with Mai, uh, and uh, Yamcha saves her in a complete anticlimax. Like, she's having a fight. And then the resolution to the fight is just like Surfer Bro Yamcha shows up and hit someone in the back of the head on her behalf it's like oh wow that was dramatic thanks for that like it's like wow you just robbed the scene of any potential tension or payoff appreciate it um goku states to be at one with myself i must be two okay i'm not sure what the fuck fortune cookies you're used to getting but <laughs> that ain't a good one uh and uh, nick uh being as you are familiar with with the source material we do a kamehameha to to finish this battle what were your thoughts on this this representation of the the famous the the like internationally famous kamehameha technique
1: you know I, in, in every video game you do the kamehameha and you do it and it hits the other person's blast at the same time and then you freaking hit that analog stick and rotate it as fast as humanly possible to try to get it to go all the way to the opponent His just goes right through theirs, and then he like continues to fly right in front of their face. And I was like, I'm not sure I've ever seen that before. I I mean, like an instant transmission, maybe, but no. He just kind of like flies through whatever it is that they shot, and then he does it in their face.
0: It's, I hate to say it, but it's almost like they were embarrassed to to directly reference the source material because it's like it's it's blue. And he kind of does the motion that, that yeah. that's like as much of it as we get yeah but it's like it's it reminds me of uh godzilla 1998 where it's like he he has that moment where godzilla roars and blows up a bunch of cars and then it creates a fireball it's like that's that's our version of him breathing fire but we couldn't we were we were too ashamed to commit to the idea of a giant fire breathing lizard giant lizard fine fire breathing lizard that is nonsense that's too bullshit. far that is too far <laughs> so it kind of felt like that where it's like it's a very half-baked attempt to like try to have their cake and eat it too and you're right he, he like does the technique and then he like follows it home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> which i guess is kind of a reference because the way he defeated piccolo in dragon ball was he he flew like head first through his torso which he doesn't do in this movie because spoiler alert, there is a post-credit sequence for this film. I doubt either of you saw it, <laughs> but there is a post-credit scene for this movie. Um, but yeah, in the manga, the OG Piccolo is is killed by by Goku flying directly through his torso. Um, and young Piccolo is defeated via a flying headbutt that doesn't penetrate his torso, but just hum—it humbles him. his breaks, oh. breaks his back, makes him humble. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he does the Kamehameha, and he follows it home, and he just kind of like slams into Piccolo, and Piccolo goes unconscious, and they forget about him. Yep, just right. like laying in the dirt, and they're just <clears throat> like, "Up, oh, I guess we're done with that. <laughs> <laughs> he's done. He's out. He's taken care of." <laughs> i know it's like he's he's blown up how many villages and and lakes like he's demonstrated so much power and danger and it's like <laughs> yeah eh, we'll just leave him unattended for a while it should be fine he's out <laughs> he's gone <laughs> uh and then uh we recognize like oh shit chai fat aka the most bankable talent in the entire movie is dead we should probably bring him back he's <laughs> so- dead so they use the dragon balls to do the thing that they've been saying they could do with the dragon balls throughout the entire movie. Uh, and that would be grant one wish. Uh, and they gather the seven balls at the top of the temple because they had to make sure to like carry his body all the way up there. They couldn't just do it from the ground because when they decide they're going to do that, they're, they're on the ground. So they had to like carry his butt. Anyway, uh, they summon Shenron. Or Shenlong, as they call Shen him. Shenron. Uh and Nick, feeling feelings on Shenron.
1: Shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was expecting like as soon as the balls <laughs> to come together, like the sky would go dark and they would like and you would fall to light. And then all of a sudden you'd see this giant dragon. But instead, it's just like, yeah, he's just here. And then I don't remember them ever having to do an incantation but Goku has to say words before the even before it'll even show up. Yeah, I don't, I don't he
0: know. he he makes reference to like a prophecy of some sort. Yeah, no this dragon is on screen
2: less time than it takes yeah, the joker I mean... to slam that pencil into the dude's eye. <laughs> like the pencil's it's... sitting there, it's gone. <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> gone. It's <laughs> gone.
2: This dragon's I literally like I look at like I saw a dragon and then he was gone. It was like that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think Nick summed it up perfectly. It's shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is shit. This dragon is is fucking bullshit. because uh, Shenron, as Nick said, is massive. Like Ooh. the entire horizon is is eclipsed by the presence of this this coiling mass of dragon. Mm. He's enormous. Um and this dragon is like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, this dragon is shaped like a dachshund. <laughs> it has the proportions of a wiener dog. That's it's all I like, can afford. It, it's stubby. It's small. <laughs> it's got a dopey looking like beaked face. Like, And the the biggest, the most egregious thing though, is like aside from the size thing, the big thing is he doesn't talk.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking that just now. I'm like, he doesn't talk. Where his, weird, his mouth just goes, like, but Like his mouth barely moves, but he he has yeah, he, he usually so, speaks.
2: What but I think at this point it just would have been like the devil from spawn, where it's just
1: <laughs> yeah his <okay>. mouth
2: enough. <laughs> 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 <He just opened. laughs> I'm like that's how this dragon would have talked. Well that's a good
0: point. I As mean point. to be fair, Malbolgia in the spawn movie apparently was supposed to have limp sync, but they couldn't afford it. So. <laughs> so that we got what we got we just had a a giant green devil man yawning constantly while frank walker goes nuts on the mic (laughs) um but yeah this this shenron he doesn't he doesn't talk and that was the that was the most egregious example of like tread like trampling on the source materials like shenron is actually kind of funny like they use him for for humor a lot of times in the source material and a lot of it comes from him trying to have like a regal stoic atmosphere about him but then he's dealing with stupid fucking
1: goku all the time like they're trolling him or something (laughs) make your wish
0: no uh, actually like one of the i think it's one of the movies ends with a like they call him out and the last shot of the movie is him like with a you know japanese anime like sweat bead running down his face saying like (laughs) You, you were going to make a wish, right? Because <laughs> like, they forgot. Like, they called him and then didn't ask for anything. He's like, so we're going to do this? <laughs> no, Shenron is, is a fun character. And also, by the way, King Piccolo in the Dragon Ball manga killed Shenron. Yeah, that, that, was, some, that was something that would have injected tension into the story. But no, oh, we didn't bother with that. I, uh, I did not know that. I was not aware of that.
2: I was not aware of that.
0: Um, but yeah, this Shenron doesn't talk and he's tiny, he's shaped like a turd with legs. <laughs> and uh yeah, they use their wish to bring Chow yun Fat back to life. I feel attacked. Uh, and uh, I I did like this line from Justin Chatwin. I'm sorry, Master Roshi, we just weren't ready to have you leave. It's like, bro, I died. <laughs> like that, you know, like you mean you mean it wasn't up to me. <laughs> That's really fucked up when you think about it. Um anyway uh chichi uh we cut to like the temple i guess and uh chichi is very very happy yeah. to see goku despite the last time she saw him being him kicking her in the fucking temple <laughs> like the part of her anatomy not in the location um <laughs> and uh they argue that like she's like i let you win he's like yeah i don't think so like i, I pretty legitimately beat your ass <laughs> like i know i got the drop on you but you know I, I knocked you the fuck out, girl. Um, and uh, the last shot in the movie is them in an empty arena. Uh, basically the end of Rocky Three, actually. Where it's the two of them in an empty arena getting ready to fight each other, and we get a uh, Matrix bullet time shot of them launching themselves at each other. Full blast! like uh, Goku brandishing a fist and her brandishing a kick. And then cut to the title, Dragon Ball Evolution, which... Now that I think about, it, I don't even know what that title means, Nick. <laughs> it's utter nonsense. It's just insert word here because th- there I is no like- evolution that occurs in this film. I, f- I
1: <laughs> felt like it was their way of saying we're gonna do some different things here that we know fans aren't gonna like, so we're gonna call it something different.
0: I mean, I, I wouldn't like- be surprised if Toriyama maybe asked that, like requested that. It's like, could you like not name it after yeah. my thing? <laughs> like, like that's yeah. your own mess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but our post-credits scene, um, consi- we have front credits for this movie, and remember, this is 2009, so the the MCU was just taking off. Um, is basically the woman from the Japanese village that Piccolo blew up uh, is mixing herbs, and then we get a dun 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 ending where uh, she goes to a back room, and it turns out that Piccolo is in her bedroom, like laying in her bed, and she's nursing him back to health. Yeah, it, it's. It's right on par with uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Avatar The Last Airbender, where we have the same, we have like a sequel bait ending where it's like the evil lady shows up and it's like, next time Gadget. <laughs>
3: <Nope>. <laughs> I'll
0: get you next time. It's like, nope. No, you won't. <laughs> there won't be a next time. And that's exactly what happened here because this movie tanked. Uh, it did not make money, even internationally. Uh, it is often regarded as one of the worst examples of its subgenre. Uh, and I think it's very, very funny actually that we're now in 2022 and we're officially like in a climate that is supportive of live action anime adaptations. We've been getting a whole slew of them lately, most of them bad, but we're getting a lot of them. But this was kind of the initial foray into this territory. And it's kind of amazing that. It took many attempts for it to happen, but I guess I guess it's officially a trend now. But this was not a strong beginning to it.
1: No, I can echo that. I was attacked by a coworker because I was only familiar with Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Uh, apparently, they were an anime otaku, and I was not, so I was lesser than him.
0: Well, I mean that that that's really unfair. Like it, no, 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 no really that that's that's really gatekeepy and unfair that's very that's a thing that nerds do there's a reason nick <laughs> nerd no there's a reason nick why i don't go to comic book shops anymore because because oh. people like me generally aren't welcome in those places and like there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh trivia and like like verbal dick slapping that goes like nut, <laughs> yeah. nut slaps that that happen like there's a lot of gatekeeping that goes on in certain nerdy circles that I, like I said, I, I, I know a whole lot of shit. Like I I have a lot of passion for a lot of these nerdy properties. I just don't fraternize with those people (laughs) because I don't gel with them very well.
2: I was telling Nick, I'm like, if you're a, a nerd, like a nerd of like some kind of pop culture thing and you're gatekeeping that thing, you're a fucking loser. Uh, just (laughs) you're if you're gatekeeping you're you're a loser just let people be interested in it it's it's you whatever level of interest you have in it just have that you can still enjoy something
0: yeah i mean kyle's absolutely right it's like you need to if if somebody has appreciation for something, it doesn't matter if you have greater appreciation for that thing. That doesn't earn you any bonus points with the heavens or whatever. It's just like <laughs> everybody appreciates <laughs> things on different levels, and it's you not. Think, you, you know. you think
2: Stanley's gonna suck your dick in heaven? He's not. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about you at all.
0: Uh, Yet another Simpsons reference, Professor Frank. It's like a bunch of kids are watching him play with a child's toy and they're like, can we play with it? And he's like, (laughs) no, you won't appreciate it on as many levels as I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that, where it's like, you you can't be into Dragon Ball because you don't appreciate Dragon Ball as much as I do. No, it's like... You're not not a fan. You guys aren't even...
2: You guys aren't fans. What are you talking about? You don't know shit. You don't know shit about shit.
0: Yeah, and, and really it's like what 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 would a, a super fan of of the media look like? Like it's a fucking medium. It's not a genre, it's a fucking medium. And it's it's an ill-defined one at that. Like yeah. people don't even know how to pronounce the fucking word, Nick. <laughs> Is it anime or anime? It's a bullshit it's fucking word is what it is. <laughs> it's a Japanese tongue attempting to say the word animation and trying their fucking best. <laughs> so it's, it's a bullshit word. It's a medium. It, it It is what it is. So like I say fuck you to whoever it was that told you that. <laughs> because you can appreciate Dragon Ball and no other anime under the sun. And you should feel very secure at that. Um. If you you really enjoyed this movie, though, I would have words for you, (laughs) because that is a serious problem. You are an idiot. Uh, (laughs) You are fucking
2: stupid. Uh, So I want to sum up this movie with uh, the title of this user review for uh, Star Wars Episode 2, The Worst Thing Ever Made by a Human. (laughs) Is how I would describe <laughs> this movie, uh, which isn't true. Tucker Carlson is the worst thing that's uh, been made by a human. <laughs> um, oh, oh, Bert.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Coming okay. after you. Okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm not gonna ask for details here, but just curious. If you if you had to pick a worst a worst Star Wars movie, would it be Episode Two? Uh...
2: Uh, i you know it might actually be the worst one because uh at least the first one is like so ridiculously stupid but it ends with a great battle like there's a great battle uh, uh lightsaber battle but i mean that that makes it at least watchable up until that like you can just get through that but yeah that might actually be the worst one of the official not the other shit like Rogue One, Solo, and all that other stuff. But yeah, it might be the worst one.
0: No, I, I would allow those if you felt like it. But how about you, Nick?
1: I mean, if we're counting the new ones, I have a really hard time with the, <laughs> the last new one, the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> man, I was just shaking
0: I, his head going, this fucking guy. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: no. They, they were shooting.
2: <laughs> we were talking about, are we going to finish Revenge of the Sith tonight? Are we going to finish that tonight?
1: Uh, probably not time. tonight, no. Okay. But I mean the the last one i'm just as soon as the movie starts i'm like i'm out i'm like you just <laughs> i'm gone man at least in attack of the clones as bad as it is at least i can kind of stay in the universe i'm just i'm out and just season. said that
2: out loud <laughs> you
3: just
1: <laughs> you just said that with your voice plus it hit me right when i was a youngster it's okay i was in the area i was it was made for me i was a kid it's still
3: real to
2: me damn it. <laughs>
1: um i was an adult uh, it's fine i'm a kid i was a kid
2: no but this punk this punk they don't they they do not like episode seven at all like not even a little bit i don't get it right that's
0: su- that's surprising to me like i i feel like that one has a lot of merit to it like it it's got a lot going for it um i i would personally think the second one is my least favorite um yeah. it it just it it drags it drags so much ass. Like the first one, like Kyle said, at least has a strong ending um, and it's colorful. It has the Padre sequence. The second one, it's just like, oh my God, we're just, we're just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we yeah. have some of the worst fucking dialogue ever yeah, it's, it's committed bad. to film. Uh, is, yeah. 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 But uh, that, that last one, though, is that one at awesome. least makes me laugh. That one makes me, that makes me howl with laughter. It's awesome. It is, is, it is like hilarious how bad it is. At least that one has entertainment value. So I do think that's a bad film, but at least it makes me laugh. Uh, But yeah, I would probably agree that episode two is my least favorite, but um, this movie Dragon Ball Evolution directed by James Wong came out in 2009 um and i'm so glad we had a chance to talk about because it only occurred to me like very late in the game when we're compiling episode ideas this month it's like oh shit like (laughs) shitty 2000s movies i mean we gotta do dragon ball evolution (laughs) and we gotta get nick in on this one because i know nick knows a thing or two about a thing or two um so i was very glad to have you on this one uh nick thanks Um, so much yeah, no, yeah. we'll definitely have you back for whatever awful ass movies we <laughs> end up doing. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. It seems to be your territory, so yeah, you're you're most certainly welcome back for that. Spider Man three. Hey, you know Spider Man three is okay, right? Like, but actually, if we ever do Spider Man, you're you're I have you like on speed dial for that one, like that. We need Nick now. <laughs> Put up the Nick <laughs> signal. <laughs> uh anyway folks at home if you'd like to catch up on uh any of our catching up on cinema content you can find all of that collected on our website at catchinguponcinema.com. you can also find us on the social medias on the instagram at catching up on cinema as well as the twitter at catching cinema so feel free to hit me up at either of those uh and the podcast is available on pretty much every platform you can imagine including cephalopod so fucking google it and that being said thank you so much for joining us and we will catch you next time